Hello gamers from around the world. This is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany. And today we have the final special episode of the world of gaming. We have had four shows now over the last not E3 week. And um, we have covered everything that happened. The Summer Game Fest, we did our predictions, we did the post show for the Xbox Showcase. And today we have the special episode for the extended Xbox Showcase. And I have have the honor to have Santa here with me. Welcome, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for the invite. What what a momentous occasion. This will be an interesting conversation, I suspect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it will. It definitely will be. Um, momentarily, we will have also Matt from Fun Speculation joining us, uh, Wandering Dutch, Xbox Mike, and Pong Soul. They are all wrapping up other streams. And as we speak... Wandering Dutch is already rolling in, and I have I'm not quick enough to change the overlay, so pardon me. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Dutch. Welcome. How's it going? Doing on? good, doing good. How about yourself? Yes, doing very good. That was a bit more of a positive showcase, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it, it ended heavy, some heavy stuff at the end. Some yeah. heavy stuff at the end. Heavy we we stuff, definitely absolutely awesome as well, though. Absolutely, we'll absolutely. It, but yeah, awesome. It, incredible, incredible moment. Um, yeah. So, also very uh, big welcome to everyone who is already in chat. I see a lot of familiar faces uh, or names there. Uh, welcome to you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. I know there are a lot of uh, parallel programs, other streams, and stuff going on on uh, the internet, but uh, that means even more that you guys chose to hang out with us here today fantastic community we have here and if you're here for the first time just say hi in chat we have an amazing community here very welcoming and um, all opinions are respected here that's what i appreciate about this community and that's why we do these shows and have these discussions and it's going to be a fun one here today um Dutch uh, Kesanti, I'll get to you guys in a second. I have to do some housekeeping because you yeah. guys know who follow the channel that uh, this show has found a sponsor and it's not Manscaped. Uh, we have yeah. enough <laughs> shaved balls in the gaming community. <laughs> no, I have a sponsor called Play Vital. Um, Pardon me, I wanted to change here the overlay. They offer different ways to customize your gaming experience, like different silicon cases for controllers. Um, there are different uh, knobs you can attach to thumbsticks of the PlayStation or Xbox controller to customize the height, width, and uh, a grip of your of your controllers. Uh, they have skins for consoles, like the one I can hold into the camera is this one here that they sent. Where's the camera? I there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it makes my... It's invisible. No one can yeah, see it's it. It's invisible. You see? Uh, <laughs> if you want to hide it from the wife that you're playing video games while listening to her stories. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. No, just kidding, of course. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> They also have different skins for the Series X and, of course, uh, the PlayStation 5. And they have these LED stripes that you can attach to the stand to get that RGB glow into your into your gaming setup. Check them out on, at gamingcoopera.com. You get 10% off with the code Boxenberger. And, um, yeah, some real good stuff. Otherwise, I wouldn't advertise it here. So definitely check that out. And with that, let's get the show on the road. 
Asante, we had a brief chat in the green room uh, before the show, and let me briefly welcome in Math from Fun Speculation. Hey there, my friend. Thanks for joining. What is going on, guys? How's it going? How are you doing? Not bad. Just got done watching the show. Uh, went yeah. downstairs real quick, said hello to the wife and, and daughter, and rushed back up here, and now ready to talk about it. Awesome. Hello, awesome. <laughs> awesome. So I just want to start with, with uh, just getting the overall thoughts uh, about the show. No major annou new announcements here today and some real heavy stuff at the end. Mm -hmm. um, Asante, let us hear your thoughts uh, about the extended Xbox showcase. Um, I mean, I thought it, it, it met expectations, right? Uh, we expected it to be an extension of the original. Now, there were, an, initially, they, they tried to bill it as new content and this and that, but in the late, in the late stages, uh, Aaron Greenberg did yeah. come out and, and set expectations accordingly. So that did, you know, deflate some, but, you know, it, it met what we expected it to meet. Uh, uh, even, in that, in, even in that instance, I do wish we had seen more from certain games like uh, for instance, I think I think uh, it was Dutch who was saying, uh, "I wish we had seen some more uh, um, uh, Forza footage. You know, maybe more of a deep dive, have a conversation mm -hmm. about it, show us some more ins and outs, things like that." You know, a few things were missed here and there that I, I still think I wish I would have seen. But you know, how can you? You know, they they wanted to they wanted to to talk uh, and have more of a deep dive with the consumer with the with developers and whatnot. And how can you complain about how they how they ended that? You know, so. So I think it was very powerful. I think it was very useful. People need to know what's going on, you know, and, and it's way beyond games. And, and that was a very powerful way to end it. So by and large, I think it met my expectations, you know, uh, uh, what it means for Xbox as a whole, as a conversation as we, we've been having for a while, that, that is a conversation that, that will continue to go on. And there are, there are many theories that I think we're, we're going to get into and stuff, but yeah, yeah, by and large, I think this show did what it needed to do, and, th and that was that, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. I also want to hear, of course, the thoughts uh, of the community. I will put up a poll in the chat in a in a second, but I want to hand it over to Dutch. Um, what did you think um, about the, the extended showcase? Um, did it deliver? Was it what you were expecting? You know what it is that today I was going in with no to low expectations. Thankfully, Greenberg came out yesterday as well and reiterated the fact that, listen, there's not going to be a big announcement here. There's not going to be anything kind of super exciting. It's going to be a little bit more deep dive discussions. And I came away pleasantly surprised. There was a few awesome little announcements in there that I wasn't expecting. Um, Valheim going to Game Pass, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre going to Game Pass, which was a nice... I didn't expect that at all. Um uh, I'd already seen the Fall Guys Master Chief trailer, but that was cute. That was nice. Again, when <laughs> yeah. that comes out next week. Shout out to Sean in the chat. He already mentioned that it had a plasma grenade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, as, as Asante mentioned, absolutely hats off to GSC Game World at the end because that is such um, credit and, and plaudits to them for even attempting to continue doing what they're doing and in their circumstances. Yeah. Such a powerful ending to the show. Yeah. Really, really powerful. Absolutely. We will get to that um, in a second. Um, yeah. First, I want to welcome, of course, Pong Soul and Xbox Mike. Both have joined uh, the, the show. And with that, we have the full panel. Look at this panel. Isn't it awesome? Uh, Panel full of legends. I uh, can't thank you guys enough to hang out with us here today. Um, yeah, Xbox Mike, let us hear your 
uh, thought of, of, of the showcase? Was it what you were expecting? It was better than I was expecting. Um, oh. Much like much like Dutch said, uh, after the last show, I went in with zero expectations, um, which in hindsight is what we should be doing with every chat. Because I think <laughs> <laughs> you get sucked in with that hype on Twitter when you've got people like Jez saying, get the hype, you know, start building the hype. This, this is real. And it was great for him because things like Diablo showed up and Overwatch 2, so he was getting mega excited. They don't have anything that I, I neither of those games I'm ones I'm interested in. So yeah, you know, I should have I should have tempered my expectations knowing that Jez was so excited that he was getting what he wanted. Because I know he <laughs> likes a lot of those games that I'm just not interested in. Um so I I went back and rewatched the show in 4K and that I did up, up my score slightly just because some of the stuff we saw looks so much better on the 4K stream. Mm. But on this stream, I was very much just like, we're probably just going to get exactly the same games again. Yeah. And, and even though I was slightly more excited now, having watched a lot of them again, I still wasn't thinking we were going to get much. And then they threw in a few sort of little surprises, things mm. that we didn't know. And that was good. Again, not yeah, not cool. massive stuff that I'm interested, but some of mm -hmm. it looked interesting. Um, and then, yeah, there was a few nice little, you know, sort of updates on stuff that I was interested in. Yeah. So, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, uh, not a bad show. Not a bad show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice to hear that. Nice to hear that. Math, what did you think? Uh, you, thought... you streamed that thing, so... Yeah. Yeah, I, what was uh, the impression? I thought that overall it was better than last year's second show, mm -hmm. right? Um, I thought that there's a few things that they did a really good job with. Um, Pete Hines' uh, segment where he was talking about their games and especially stop reading Starfield, my mind, please. especially when he was breaking down Starfield. And yeah. how he broke it down yeah. and pretty much just answered all these no these naysayers about like, well, it's really not like it's just like No Man's Sky. He like he broke it down and explained what makes a Bethesda RPG special. Yeah. And I felt like that was super important to kind of remind people because it seems like people have like very short term memories in the gaming community and don't really understand why this is a Bethesda RPG or what makes it a Bethesda RPG. And they just he laid it out. Better than I could ever have. I mean, I try to. I mean, Pong tries to. I mean, we, we have this discussion. We try and tell people this stuff all the time. And he just articulated it perfectly about what makes a Bethesda RPG. And it was uh, knowing that that's in Starfield and reiterating all these things just, I think, really helps that game. So that was that was probably my favorite thing is just oh, hearing yeah. him talk about starfield yeah. right um, can i may just add one thing here uh we i've seen on twitter all day that uh the discussion around a thousand planets being way too too much no, and it's like i think he unintentionally touched on that because mm -hmm. that interview was pre-recorded yeah that was not recorded today when that narrative was out yeah. it is was re recorded weeks ago it's so about options right like exactly. you go where you there is want no to go way. do what you want to exactly. do exactly there is there no way how you. you play a, a Bethesda game it's it's just what 
Exactly. Uh, uh, what you what you want to do in in that game? I loved it. Yeah. What they're trying Please to do is Don't try and take a realistic approach to the potential future and like what yeah. people could potentially choose to do in that situation and, and put a story behind it you know what Dutch, i mean dutch had a really good point actually about the modders dutch just what you yeah. said a minute ago just tell that again yeah it's it's obviously you've got a thousand planets and you've got to think before even even when the modders get their hands on those a thousand barren planets they no longer become yeah. barren planets yeah <laughs> it's interesting i mean i can't wait to go to halo world one day you know what i mean it's like going to be absolutely amazing yeah so, a quick question for me so people are complaining it's too much or not enough too much too much i think, too much. I think, too I think much. they're complaining that there's going to be a thousand planets with nothing that to are do dormant on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so no one's told them that that no man's sky has 18 quintillion planets no, but that's different, supposedly, Kayasante. You know, supposedly, I missed it when Bethesda said you have to go to all thousand planets to finish the game. That, I yeah. missed that part. Yeah. Yeah. already moved to one yeah. of the planets, as you can see. Yeah. So I'm, I'm already living in Starfield. <laughs> I'm going to be forced to sit on this barren rock and go walk around it for days on end. It's going to suck so much. No, I, yeah, I, you I have can't. to lap every planet. You um, have to it, one lap around uh, every planet. It's I don't get it. <laughs> And but if you do that, not every side quest on every planet and turn every rock, you have right. not finished the game. You know, I've, I've never like even finished Skyrim. I don't want to. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I, I keep living in that world. I, I go yeah. off and do different random stuff. I don't even Dude. focus on the story. Exactly you know what I mean? Hindsight. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. that's not the how I play it. You know what I mean? I so think the people that are upset it. about it are the people who are who are who are sticklers about finishing yeah. every single thing, and now they're going a thousand yeah. planets. So they better the not finish all that. I'll just no. say right now, they better not put an achievement for visiting every planet. <laughs> oh, you know they will. <laughs> I actually thought they should now. I actually think they, they should? should now. Wow, I think yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh, that would yeah. be crazy, you know. Um, hey, so besides and, that, not though, only man, like, the achievement, but the achievement is for zero G. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. besides that though i thought like we've finally learned kind of what aura is which i was hoping yeah. to see at this oh, yeah. right um we got a couple of a few little surprises in there with valheim's a pretty big game so that's not the that's not a small deal, right? Um, there was one big omission for me, something that I heavily expected to be here, and that was shocking that was not here to me, and that was Halo. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, they were not there at the other showcase, and they showcased Sea of Thieves expansion stuff, Forza Horizon 5 expansion stuff. They showcased... Uh, Grounded Fallout 76. Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online. And their biggest first party franchise was not yeah. anywhere present in either of the showcases. I found that extremely interesting. Like uh, you got this co-op campaign insider test. that's supposed to be happening in July. Um, you have season three and forge mode is supposed to be happening in a few months. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to not have anything for, from halo at all. Like I didn't want it in the first showcase. Right. But I heavily yeah. expected it to be here. Same. And it makes me Same. answer like it makes me ask some questions about what why like was it omitted you know and especially uh, considering that they said it's all about what we are going to play over the next 12 months and certain right. affinity wasn't there so is, is this certain affinity battle royale mode like a holiday 23 thing now yeah, or well, even even without that I just wanted more update on like 
see forge mode and in, in like in yeah. like, maybe a hint at season three or like a co-op campaign first glimpse or you know something something like like i i was expecting something from from halo now maybe they're going to have some kind of other event just specifically kind of they have like they have in the past and that's why they didn't want to kind of rehash or whatever but like at least allude to that and announce that you're doing that at the yeah. show because i think there's a lot of going to be some questions here from the halo community about like where's where's halo and, and at least for me that was very shocking uh however besides that like overall i still think it was like better than last year's show and uh stalker two at the end man that was just like really really powerful powerful and it was i i was like i was watching it's like uh, oh man, we're about to see some really disturbing stuff and really sad stuff here, right? And then they show the guys in the studio. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to show some fun things, you know. And then it goes yeah. into the heartbreaking stuff, and I was like, man, this is like, it's just hard. It's hard to watch, you know. It actually like affects you emotionally, and knowing that these people out there are just everyday people trying to live their lives, yeah. like like me, you and me. And then a war erupts into their city, and they're trying to still bring us a video game. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's based on their history and their culture and it's rooted into this game and it's they're passionate about it and, and watching that is just like it, it's 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 tough to watch but like applaud to them for giving us their truth right absolutely showing us their story it's their story to tell anybody yeah. criticizing them for like or, or political reasons or any of that kind of stuff just screw, screw you right because like this is their experience right this is their yeah. story to be able to tell they're working on this game they're showcasing what's going on behind the scenes that is affecting their lives right while trying to bring this game to the community and uh props to them for show, showcasing that even though it's so it can be hard to watch for some people right and then yeah. uh show us even the first glimpse of that game that game still gets me goosebumps man like every oh, time yeah. i see it and i think it's going to be even more of a powerful game now than it ever would have been just because of knowing everything that is going on there so that yeah. was a big moment that to end the show with that was a big surprise honestly uh, it's super strong. Oh, yeah. Le Le Pong, before we get your thoughts, let's briefly talk about this uh, with, with the rest of the panel. Um, because I've, I totally agree. I did not expect that to happen, um, especially not in that way. Uh, because of obviously it sends a very pol political message. Um, I was also very surprised the, uh, the, uh, during the main show when they pulled up that graphic with uh, which games we were going to play over the next 12 months that Atomic Heart is there in, still in there. Mm -hmm. still on Atomic the list, Heart yeah. is a Russian studio. Microsoft ended all business relationships with every yeah. Russian company. So I was kind of surprised to see that still being in there. And now we have Stalker 2 on, on that stage um, presented like that with a very emotional and very powerful message and Beth, like you said it's it's crazy to think about that people fighting for their lives their freedom their country right now and, and it's still trying to to make that game ready for us to ship in 23 now um just super powerful pong let, let us hear your thoughts on that specifically yeah obviously again that's it was unexpected, um, but it's a great reminder to everybody out here, uh, especially on in, in, in our Twitter bubble and the hmm. stupid stuff that we see daily about what real people go through. And I've talked about this plenty of time, just being acknowledging the fact that on the other side is a real human being that you're interacting with no matter what. But then to see actual developers going through 
uh, one of the most traumatic experiences that any human being can have in life. Um, having their home country, you know, embroiled in a war and having to somehow, some way, you know, you, they, they showed some of them volunteering, uh, in, you know, in the defense forces uh, for Ukraine on top of some of them trying to continue work, some of them being able to move and go somewhere else to continue work, picking up their lives and moving. And then some of them still being stuck there. Obviously, some of them, you know, the, the one gentleman talking about how, how he hadn't talked to his parents since the war started yeah. and, and the unknown. Again, this is, this is real life. The stuff we talk about here is hobby. It's entertainment. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people still think that this is real life, that this is like what we, you know, <laughs> this is something to fight yeah. over and to get upset about and to bash other people for when, when you see something like that, it's a great reminder. Mm. And then like Mav said, the fact that there's still, trying to put out this game mm -hmm. the, the the passion that's involved with that for this team to even think about that at this point is like mind-boggling to me because i like yeah. i try to put myself in that spot like would i be thinking about going to work uh no i would not be thinking about going to work in any way shape or form if i've got bomb raid sirens going off around me right that that's like the last thing i'd be like to yeah. if my job even asked me to i'd be like yeah go fly a kite right i mean you know this is <laughs> this is the most ridiculous concept ever but that shows the passion of this team and if you know anything about gsc game world and where they came from and what that team has been through outside of this what you know with them actually ending they were done their business was done and then they fought to bring it back. And, you know, part of the team went off and obviously did Metro and all that kind of stuff. But they one of the original founders brought this back to life again. Like, this is his dream. And now it's, you know, in jeopardy because of the situation, the war over there. So, again, this was a powerful moment. I um, Xbox is very good at doing this. They're very conscious, right? That This is the new Microsoft. This isn't the Microsoft of old. Right. This isn't the impersonal type of company that a lot of us grew up knowing that was getting sued by the government for, you know, bullying and all that kind of stuff within the industry. This is a new Microsoft that is very aware socially of where they sit in their place and they want to bring to light social issues, whether you agree or not. Right. I, I stay out of it. I got my own thoughts on a lot of different things, but whether you like it or not, that they are very aware of the people that work within their company and even their partners outside and how important it is to bring those stories to light. And I think this yeah. is a perfect moment, whether we expect it or not, this is a perfect moment to do so a poignant moment um, in this showcase, obviously again, to bring everybody back to the real life and what's happening yeah. right now. So yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a powerful piece. Definitely a powerful piece. Oh yeah. Um, Mike Dutch Asante, you guys have wanted to add something on the stock too. Yeah, it's just for me, it's it's absolutely insane that the development team, with everything that they're going through, are still focused on trying to entertain others. Yeah. Um, absolute mm -hmm. massive plaudits to them that they even when you're seeing some of the footage of them sitting in what is essentially shells of homes that they haven't to kind of be in. And yeah. getting their equipment out and developing the game and still trying to do things whilst others have chose to stay back and defend their home, it's uh, it's both heartbreaking and inspirational at the same time. So, it's it's such a powerful end of the show. Massive plaudits to them. Yeah, yeah. completely yeah. agree. I, I don't have anything to add, but but I th I think uh, 
Pong and, and, and Dutch have said it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, that, yeah. And no one out there should be complaining about this de- game de- getting delayed. And when you do, that tells yeah. us the type of person you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say that um, we said we mentioned this when we were watching the show live before, like Dutch said, well, what's the excuse that some of these devs have got for be- delaying stuff when these guys are still still pu- pushing their game for this year or the next year? I don't know, it got pushed back a bit, but, you know, these guys are putting so much effort and they really don't need to. You know, this this, this is above and beyond, really. Uh, I'll definitely be supporting this game and buying it, even if it does come to, well, I think it is coming in Game Pass, but I'm still buying it. Yeah, um, me too. I Soccer 2 already was one of my most anticipated games. Um I I'm a big big fan of GSC Game World. Uh, I loved the Stalker games uh, back in the days. Um, played them so much with uh, my friends. We we were using Stalker the original always as this kind of benchmark for our PC. So <laughs> it was like, can it run Crisis? No, can it run Stalker? <laughs> it was it was just yeah. our thing. So no, I was super excited to hear <clears throat> that it comes back in Unreal Five and. Now we've seen a first cl- uh, look of it again, um, and it looks just amazing. And given all the circumstances, um, kudos to Microsoft to, for putting it out in there, and super respect um, for for all the uh, people at GC Game World. Um, it's it's truly truly um, something special, um, and something I haven't seen in the in the gaming industry um period um so yeah um but pong uh i want to hear your thoughts on the overall showcase um outside of of course um gc game world and stalker 2 what did you think did did this show meet your expectations were you surprised no because they set the expectations right for this one (laughs) i think everybody talked about that again the last i do that myself i mean xbox mike you know you were talking about how we should probably you know, have low expectations. I will never do that, but that's me. That's myself because mm-hmm. I never come mm-hmm. out of a show disappointed. Even with Sunday's show, as hyped as I was, having no idea that they were going to box themselves into 12 months, right? Obviously, I made some crazy predictions out there that I would never have <laughs> we made. All we all did. <laughs> and I had those expectations. That's the one criticism yeah. I really do have is that normally Microsoft recently over the past few years, has been, or a couple of years, has been very good at setting expectations. And I wish Greenberg or somebody would have come out and said, hey, this you know, the, the big showcase, we're going to focus on 12 months because that would have changed my whole perspective yeah. on things, right? But the fact is, is that even though I had all of those expectations, I still came out of Sunday showcase when I sat back and like Xbox Mike said, watching things back in 4K, you know, and doing that whole process, I came out of that show extremely excited. Mm. I, I I still, Starfield, my bias for Starfield is is well documented on all my shows okay so it was a 10 out of 10 for me anyways it didn't matter but if i take that out if i take the bias out it still came out as an eight right because i saw so many great things coming in the next 12 months that i was i was sat back after i watched all the trailers again watch the show i was like all right this is this was a really good show did it have the impact of last year's because of the pacing no it did not have the impact that last year's did but i don't compare shows I just look at them in a vacuum, right? But this showcase here, we got set up perfectly. Aaron Greenberg came out and said what it was going to be, and then they did throw in some surprises in there as well. Now, was there still things, like Mav was talking about for him, it was Halo, 
for me, it's like, you know, again, not that, not that I'm hyping this game at all, because for me, it's like, whatever, but Goldeneye, now that it's out there in the <laughs> wild, why not show it? Right. Come on, guys. We yeah. know it's out there, please. But to get Valheim. I, I kind of want to show gameplay of Goldeneye because I actually kind of yeah. have it on PC. Yeah, I, I know you, I know you do show it. Because you've, <laughs> yeah. like you've said on other shows, it's been out there, right? People can It's out it. there. You know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. get why Microsoft is not just doing it. I don't Right. And, it, and the yeah. only thing that we talked about on, on Boom Show was that possibly Nintendo has the rights to show it first. So they're holding maybe, it yeah, because maybe. they did have to yeah, make yeah. that agreement with Nintendo. So. Yep. That's the only thing, but they gave us surprises here at this show, right? Valheim coming to console and coming to Game Pass. Look, yeah, that's not for everybody, but yeah. that was a surprise, and I'm excited about it, right? I yeah. want to go check out this game. I know it yep. nowhere near has the the audience that it did when it first launched on PC, but I still want to go check it out. People were having a fun time with it, so I definitely think that was cool. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, probably not a game for me, but again, like Dutch said, surprise coming to Game Pass. That's yeah. cool. Hey, another addition. Again, these 12 months right now are filling up. We can talk about 2022 specifically, whether or not it's great. But these next 12 months for sure are going to be absolutely uh, incredible. Um, you know, Slime Ranchers 2, another surprise, which was which was fantastic. Yeah. But again, the yeah. star of the show for me, you know, was what Mav just talked about. Mav, Mav was reading my mind because Mav and I think so much alike. It's not even funny <laughs> at this point. So again, Pete Hines, Pete Hines. I love that man more and more every time he gets <laughs> on stage. He is so well-spoken and he explains things in a way that a lot of us think, but the audiences yeah. may not hear all the time mm. when Todd's talking or Pete Hines is down to earth. Pete Hines can explain these things. And for him yeah. to come out and reiterate what the, the nonsense behind the Starfield arguments are right now was absolutely fantastic. He absolutely explained it. Uh, 100%. So for me, of course, as the Starfield fan, as the Bethesda fan I am, I was like, yes, go Pete. Go Pete. Please tell yeah. these people mm. they create sandbox RPGs. If you want to go do the main story, go do the main story, be done with the game and move on. That's fine. You have the ability to do that. There's a main story. And for anybody who said, well, they didn't really show us there was like this main story. They did. They showed it in the NPCs. You're chasing these alien yeah. artifacts. You got to go find all these alien artifacts and put them together. And it's going to have supposedly lead us to maybe an answer of why we're here and what's out there. All of that stuff, right? That That's the main story. So for me, Pete Hines was the star of the show. Absolutely lovely. Oh, yeah. But I thought that the variety, again, the diversity was just on full show here of the games. Again, I understand a lot of these games, As Dust Falls, isn't going to be for everybody, right? Yeah. But to see more in depth the diversity that's actually coming to Game Pass, that's so vital right now to make sure that somebody can come on at each one of these showings and say, hey, I found at least one game I'm interested in or two mm. games I'm interested in. Most people find more. You know, I find like 25 out of each showcase, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's <laughs> there's something for everybody at this point at Microsoft, and they keep reiterating that over and over again. And now they're bringing in PC players to that they're bring, going to eventually probably start really focusing on mobile players in these showcases as well so i thought this this one specifically here today really did mm. a nice job deep diving i thought it was a lot better paced than last year's show um you know even though i 
you know, was interested in the Age of Empires 4 last year. Um, not everybody was, and it was really slow, and I understood mm. that. But I think this year they nailed it with the pacing. I thought they did a nice mix of showing us some new trailers, getting yeah. the devs, and giving them a chance to talk. But I thought all the devs this time around really represented them well, themselves well. Yeah. And I thought that all of them brought really good information, and it wasn't just a wah, 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 wah. It wasn't that. They're like, they yeah. really did come prepared uh this year for these uh showing so oh no, i like i it. agree I, I agree especially on that last point um <laughs> i, I, I want to double down on that but i need to compliment you guys with a super chat from chris jones panel of legends i couldn't agree more uh yeah no thank you thank you c unit appreciate you brother oh high on life too those guys are amazing yeah those guys are great for that game and, so and that's what my, my yeah, please. My, my little plug for VR. If you haven't played Trover Saves the Universe, go do that immediately. It's basically the net, the, the the spiritual successor that the, the high on life will become. It's yeah. goofy, funny. Obviously, they have a bigger budget now, but man, it's not for children. It's like, Squanch, seriously, right? not their name for is children. Squanch, right? Did I get Squanch, that right? Squanch, 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 Squanch. Yeah, they're amazing, amazing hilarious, yeah, like I, the most, the best comedians saying the most horrible expletive stuff, all out of cute cartoon mouths. That's what this game is gonna be. So please go play I, that. That's amazing. I, yes. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing for me about this extended showcase. Um, a bunch of of games that didn't do a lot for me during the uh, main show actually piqued my interest now after this extended showcase. High on Life is one thing. I've seen my timeline yesterday full with people saying, no, oh, I'm so excited about that game. I watched the trailer twice and said, it doesn't do anything for me. Now, I, I don't know what it was, but seeing the devs having having so much fun and, and everything, um, real good stuff. Um, Ara, History of... Um, uh, history Untold uh, is another example. Uh, I'm a huge strategy fan. Yeah, I've said that so many times. H4, my most played uh, game last year, probably my most played game this year. Um, it needs to come to console, both of them, by the way. I, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it needs to come to console. Then uh, I'm going to put another 250 hours into it. Uh, <laughs> that's what my counter already says. So, no. Um, so, But yesterday, Ara didn't do anything for me. Um, if I didn't know the history of the studio or, or the people of the studio, not the studio itself, um, making Sif and XCOM, um, I, I wouldn't have even paid attention to this one. But today I, th I thought it was really interesting um, uh, showing. Then we had Pentiment, which I was openly disappointed about how it showed. Um, but um, hearing Josh Sawyer today and, and the idea behind the game, um, Still, it, it won't do anything um, world-moving, but I will definitely give it a shot. And I think that can be said with a couple of games that have been discussed today. They showed really well. I also thought, like, as Dusk Falls, at least we now have an idea what are we doing in this game. Um, how does the co-op work? Yesterday, they or two days ago, they just threw that on screen, like, eight-player co-op. And it was like, in such a game, how does co-op work? Not even possible. Now we won't. <laughs> and uh, you can play on your uh, phone. And you can yeah. play yeah, on your phone too. You can play on your phone. You can vote with friends, and basically you vote about options. So, um, is this game for me? I don't know. I'll give it a shot. It comes to Game Pass, of course. But um, 
at least we now know how this stuff works. And I think um, that was was the real good part about today's show. Um, they a couple of the, 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 especially the smaller games that didn't do show so well in the main show, um, had had a good showing here today. So that was was great. And like you guys said, um, of course, outside of Stalker, we covered that. Pete Hines and Starfield, and and uh, I'm still having goosebumps. You, you guys can see yeah. that's why I'm myself uh, already on, on one of the planets. Uh, <laughs> I've it's, watched it ten times, Boxing. Yeah, Dude. it's insane. Ten times. Literally. I watched it on every screen. Like I have a seventy-five <laughs> inch up, uh, upstairs in the living room. I watched it there. Watched it on the phone. I watched it on, of course, here on my PC monitor and uh, on the OLED in the man cave. And and uh, it's it's gonna so, be awesome. So let me, um, let me can I address the the people who are talking about the the fact that it's so similar to to No Man's Sky? First and foremost. Who in this audience in our panel has played No Man's Sky? How, how, how many people have played No Man's Sky here? How, hey, how many really, hours have you put in to No Man's uh, Sky, roughly? Probably between couple, PlayStation like, and Xbox, probably 20, 30. Only a couple. About okay. two, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, you didn't so play, think, Mav. Jasper I, played for you. Okay? No, I, I enjoyed oh, yeah, it until I realized it had odd achievements. And then I was like, I'm out. Okay. Right. And then you were like, <laughs> the odd achievements did it for you. Okay. So I think between you and me, Pong, we, we have played this game the most. I've put about a couple hundred hours into it between standard and VR because it goes into VR as well. No, mm. no, 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 not at all. I guess I, I, I say that to say I see its similarities, but that excites me for it. Like it totally because right. the problem I had with with No Man's Sky is it's full of such potential, but the budget and and certain certain drawbacks. It's almost like the same idea given to two different studios, except one studio has infinite budget and the other one has a very finite budget, and mm-hmm. see what they can do with it. They basically I I said this to Everborn. They Batman Beyond. Uh, no Man's Sky, right? They mm-hmm. took the same idea and made it gritty and real, and then added uh, 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 Elder Scrolls on top for the dialogue, just just mm-hmm. for good measure. You know what I mean? It right. is exciting to think that that game will that game style gets to reach its full potential because it has infinite resources now, right? Yeah, yeah. that was a big problem I, I had with No Man's Sky that there was so much potential there, but you will never reach that full potential because they'll never put as much money and much as much attention into it as it deserves. And I feel like them taking that idea as a baseline and and extrapolating on it will make it even better. We'll get genres now from that mm. style, right? So I don't yeah. think anybody should be complaining about it. I think this is this is a great thing in my in my opinion. I think. Um, I, I have nowhere near the the uh, time in in No Man's Sky that you do. Um, I played like for like I want to say seven, maybe ten hours. VR makes it a lot like, more fun. Like uh, they're like, tactile um, doing things in VR, so it makes it yeah. a lot more fun. That's why I spend the, a lot of time playing it. The thing is, I didn't even think of No Man's Sky because that was a survival game um, yeah. to me. It, it wasn't even an RPG. Um, the only game that I would compare it to outside, of course, of Skyrim um, <laughs> uh, or uh, maybe some lines of Mass Effect or I don't know, is maybe Star Citizen, honestly. Um, right. I don't know no, why people don't bring components there, too. Yep. Yeah, you can see uh, that game up in, in, in terms of comparison. But even that um, is also more of a simulator or survival type of game. So this and and. We know this is an, an an RPG. The combat looked to me like cyberpunk. Yeah, um, kind of like I will have different mm-hmm. weapon mods. I have um, all these things, um, the shooting um, stuff. Then 
I have, of course, the skill tree. When when they when I when they have shown that that skill tree, it kind of reminded me, of course, uh, um, of Skyrim when they said like, yeah, you level up by using the stuff, uh, not by right. spending points on it. Um, and that and I still think to to this day, um, Skyrim has the best leveling RPG system um, out there. Uh, that was simply phenomenal, and I love that they reiterated on that. So. Having that um, in there is, is something that I can't see in or, or didn't see in No Man's Sky, is something like that. Then you have that, of course, main story aspect and the branches of the story by done by your choices. I see that in in, a, in Mass Effect or so, but I don't see that in No Man's Sky. So I really don't think that that the comparison towards No Man's Sky is that fair because even though both are set in space and both allow you to visit planets. To me, it sounds like the general idea is simply different. Um, one is an RPG, the other is a survival game. Um, Dutch, you're, you're nodding, so it looks like you're agreeing. Yeah, it's it, with with um, with No Man's Sky. The the main issue I had with it was initially the it's that initial survival thing where you've got to focus on being able to breathe, fix your shape, and all that things. And I think take that away um, and focus on what makes uh, a Bethesda game, a Bethesda game, a Fallout, and a Skyrim, etc. Um, that take out the fact that you have to survive in order to start the game, um, and actually be able to just get yeah. into it and enjoy it um, is is one of the bonuses that I find as a difference between No Man's Sky and and, and Starfield. Immediately, mm-hmm. secondly, of course, then you've got the differences in art style, um, the differences in the creatures you see. Now it's far more, I would say. No Man's Sky is far more child-friendly in its approach for its design. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cutesy characters and cutesy creatures, and the aliens are goofy. Um, like it's it's not it's not like a should we say a, a grown-up space exploration game. It's more like in the middle road where everyone can enjoy it. Um, whereas Starfield is a little bit more towards your Star Treks and things like that, where mm. everything's a little bit more gritty, a little bit more uh, humanized. Um, the, the people that you come across are, are, again, pirates as opposed to just large creatures or yeah. strange aliens. Um, of course, you're probably going to get some kind of aliens and weird creatures as well. But I think I mean, we've the, seen some in, in these little yeah. segments and cutscenes, <clears throat> but they were, there was one scene that was only like four or five seconds long where you were in like a dark corridor and you had that alien a big creature yeah. coming at you. It was almost looking at least from these three seconds like uh, a little bit horror-esque. So I could see yeah. that happening in some missions that you have like dense corridors um, and then aliens. The, yeah. The one thing I want to applaud at them, and I don't know why people are complaining about this, because if you have a look at the history of Fallout games um, throughout the course of it, and you have a look at the movement and the combat, and then you compare the movement and the combat in Starfield from what we've seen, it looks mm. like they've worked closer together with the team at IdTech to create something a little bit more. Exactly my the thoughts. Play is a lot better. Yeah. The movie, Either Machine the Games or IdTech. Some, someone from those someone shooters. Help them ex- with that. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. far more fluid. It is far better looking. If anyone's played a Fallout, well, obviously everyone has played a Fallout game. The yeah. gunplay looks so much superior Absolutely. to previous Fallout games. Um, and that's. That is one of the standouts for me. Like, I wasn't, my hype was nowhere near what everybody else's level was for Starfield before this showcase. Um, and my hype increased when I started to see the fluidity in the combat. 
Um, and the the gunplay in that was substantially better than the previous Fallout games I'd played. And I was like, right, okay, mm. now you've got my attention because it actually looks like it performs a bit better now. It looks like it's a lot more fun to be in combat now than it was in Fallout games. Um, so that's that's where my hype started to increase. And I said, right, okay, now you've got me. Now now you've interested me. Nice. Yeah. If you, yeah. anybody wants to hear exactly how it's different, just, again, listen to Pete Hines. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to close the poll in chat because um, I want to put up another one. Um, The poll we had in chat was, uh, what did you think about the extended showcase? And um, 55% uh, said they uh, liked it. It was great. Um, 16% said it wasn't what I hoped for. 10% thought it was boring. And most importantly, 19% agree with me. Pineapple on pizza is a crime. So I'm going to close this now. You can also agree. I can't have wrong. a See? You're wrong. Okay. That's what I voted I'm for. I'm going to mute you or kick you out of the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, guys, I want to hear your thoughts, of course, in chat here uh, about Starfield. So I will put up a, uh, a poll momentarily. Would be awesome to hear your thoughts on on Starfield. But um, Mike, I want to ask you something about another game that got quite a l- lengthy segment in that show, and this was Naraka Blade Point. Um, yeah. I'm a little confused because Malik, the the um, host of the show, introduced that as a battle royale mm. and then during that that segment um what i have seen looked like a action adventure or some sort of stuff i didn't see any battle royale things in there so let us hear your thoughts what did you think of this game is it, and what is it <laughs> well it's funny you should say that actually because i like you said he started that show with battle royale and instantly i zoned out I thought, nope, I'm not interested. Yeah, not yeah. for me. Move on. Wait for the next one. And then they started talking about it's got a campaign. And yeah, yeah. you can play it, you know, and I thought, campaign? Okay. You're bringing me back in now. What what campaign? Because it looked good, but I'm just not interested in Battle Royales. So, yeah, it, it drew me back in. But annoyingly then, they didn't really explain much about the campaign. Uh, my question was, is it co-op? Because if it's co-op... Yeah, they, they said three players. They, yeah, yeah. Three, three players. players. Yeah. So yeah. I said to Dutch if, Dutch, if it's co-op and you're playing it, then I'll jump in with you, definitely. So yeah. I've put it... You can already put it on the pre-download on the app, you know, on the Xbox. So I've already got it pre-downloaded. It, and it's available through the Insider program. For anybody who's got the Insider program, you can actually right. download and play it now, too. Not ah, the campaign, okay. but you can play the multiplayer. So if you want to fool around with the characters and kind of get used yeah, to it... Okay. I, it's it's a monetized game. It's a free to play game yeah. uh, coming from PC, so the menus are still set up that way. So you got to kind of get used to that. But the details in this game are phenomenal. So it, they've done some really good stuff here. Steel has played a lot of it uh, on uh, PC, uh, and he actually said it's it's awesome. It's actually really enjoyable. The BR mode is enjoyable. I'm not a big BR guy either, but I'm going to check this one out because it's it's got some differences to it. So I'm, mm. I'm going to check it out for sure. And the campaign for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, some of the some of the actual um, sort of mechanics, the way you move around, remind me of Tenchu, with yeah. the with the yeah. with the grapple hook. Yeah, and you can grapple other people too, and yeah, you can do all. Yeah, that. yeah. So I, cool. I'm down for that. So yeah, I, I, like I said to Dutch, I, I'll jump in with that if you're gonna if you're gonna play it, I'll jump in if it's got campaign co-op. But other than that, yeah, it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't for me until they mentioned the campaign. Mm-hmm. I think. 
with these kind of games, I'm also with you, Mike. If if they don't have a campaign, mm. I find it hard to jump in in into those type of games. I first want to experience something on my own to get used to some yeah. of the mechanics, the controls. I don't know the movement, the feeling, whatever. And and then I'm ready for for co-op multiplayer part. Um, uh, Type I that's what I always said about Sea of Thieves. If Sea of Sea of Thieves had a short campaign at launch to bring you into this game and and explain a little bit uh, more, it I it probably I would have probably played a lot more than I I have. But and, yeah, and, and box it, they do have for it, this game. They do have a bot mode and they do have a tutorial mode as well to get you yeah. used to it. So you can play that against was, bots too. Nice. That yeah, was nice. one of the that was definitely one of the shortcomings of Sea of Thieves when it launched because now it has the maiden voyage. Mm. So you can there's like a, a just a a separate island. It's just you. Nobody else can be in there, and it gives you sort of definitely some sort of I guess you used to the game before you sail sort of a into tutorial the kind of thing or yeah. and yeah. if you haven't played that i recommend you try it and just that i haven't i am i i played sea of thieves a little bit um yeah. when it launched and um uh, then i was after i don't know 15 hours or so i was done with it and i yeah. never came back i know the game has dramatically changed and I mean, now that Xbox has no first-party games this year, so we have a little bit of extra time. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I just jump back into well, Sea of Thieves. Did he just so. say yeah, Xbox got no we, games? I thought yeah. he was going to say, I I say that. He said games. that, right? I, I've, <laughs> I've learned my lesson yesterday uh, about that. I have to be careful with the phrasing. So I said, Xbox has the first-party games. <laughs> yeah. Well, we stream, we stream Sea of Thieves every Tuesday, mate. So you're welcome to join me in Dunch and the crew. And I would say Thank that you. Jen... Jen um, was very much like you. He, he he only played a little bit at the beginning and fell off it. And <laughs> what's he been like, Dutch? So some, some of the stuff we've hours. been doing, it was yeah. tense. We've been in some serious mm. battles, and he's used to things like the Hunt Showdown and stuff where it can get really sort of really tense as you get into those yeah. final moments. And uh, he was totally surprised that you can you get all that in Sea of Thieves. You just got to know where to look for it. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too. Anytime, man. Um, Asante, um, any thoughts on on Naraka Blade Point? Uh, Blade Point. Uh, yeah. Um. So it, it being a PC PC fair, I've 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 been adjacent to this game for some time now. Uh, mm -hmm. a quick correction: it's not free to play. It's nineteen ninety nine on the on the Steam and the uh, okay. and the uh, uh, Epic Game Store. But yeah, the just like you guys i'm not i'm not the hugest multiplayer guy necessarily unless i'm playing with friends and we're just using the multiplayer as a setting to just hang you know that that kind of a thing and since they have not had a a campaign it's it's always been very interesting to me the way it looks but i haven't necessarily put too much time into it and it looks like with this we'll finally you know with it coming to xbox and you know uh, when i console i i xbox that's what i do uh, playstation as well but you know if yeah. you tell me that I'm going to be able to earn some achievements, you're, you're, you're more likely to get me there. So this will definitely get me into the game. It's, it's just like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, just like, uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I loved that mm -hmm. game, played the entire first, uh, the campaign, just never could get into the multiplayer. And this seems like it's more of that multiplayer, but well fleshed out. So, you know, it, it, it you, you said Tenshu, it's got Tenshu vibes. You got me there. So I'm definitely going to check it out. You know, it's been, like I said, it's been PC adjacent for some time, but it seems like it's one of those games that during the time when everybody was, was battle royaling, this kind of fell into that, that, that water and 
if, if if battle royale doesn't isn't necessarily something that 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 gets you uh, gets you to want to try it, this kind of fell into that into that mm. ether. But people should probably pay more attention to it because it's most likely better than than it, than its its perception. You know, so yeah. I am looking forward That's to giving sweet. it a shot. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Um. I- I mean, yeah, again, coming to Game Pass, so um, why not give it a try? Um, if, if anyone wants to add something, of course, otherwise I would ha- go with another one uh, to math. Um, so no closing thoughts. Okay, all good. Naraka, we covered <laughs> that. Valheim is going to be a big one, Mav. Um I mean, I know it's not for everyone, um, but it, it was very well received on PC. It, it has its real hardcore fan base so what are your thoughts it's it comes console in 23 it will arrive in xbox pc game pass this fall um yeah i I like when pc games come to console that's my main takeaway Mm -hmm. from this right like over anything else i i mean it's got a huge audience i i believe i don't know if it if the audience has stuck with it for the long haul but i think it is still uh, still a pretty popular game, and um, it, it's cool. It's going to PC Game Pass, so maybe that audience will grow even more and eventually come into console. I, I want mm. games to go to console. A lot of PC games, right, I, and I'll you. say this about Aura as well. I don't know how they can make it work, but like I would like to see that eventually come to console. Um, I as as we've seen more console games go to PC. I also think the opposite needs to happen and more PC games need to come to console, right? And more mm-hmm. games for everyone to, you know, help play everywhere you can and, and stuff. I, I really think that's important. Um, I have heard of Valheim. I've seen uh, some snippets of gameplay in Valheim. I don't 100% know everything it's about. I think it's like a survival game, right? Uh, set in like kind of the Viking lore, right? Viking yeah, exactly. times and stuff. So it's a survival um, game that heavily focuses around building your base it's it's yeah it's base building with with survival elements you, right. get, you get to be dutch is what you get to do yeah okay. it, basically, no, basically. It's, a, it's a dutch simulator um it's a dutch simulator that's why i didn't right. ask him about the game uh, that's why i went to you because yeah. he is biased we, we're not getting yeah, an honest answer there <laughs> it's definitely something i will try when it comes to console and uh when i if when i get my steam deck up to snuff on game pass which i'm going yeah. to work on uh, i will play that on PC Game Pass as well. I'll check it out there. Um, and yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't have any like exciting thoughts for it, but it was also mm. the second notes was this was one of the little surprises they had, right? There's just a couple of those little sprinklings they had in there that yeah. I was hoping we would get. Like, and I think this kicked off the show, did it not? Like, this was the first thing we saw. Um, yes, it did. It was, yes, yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. After Phil Spencer um, and, and Matt Booty uh, into the, these interview segments, um, it was the actual first game that uh, was shown at the at the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, right. so, so can I ask a question? Let story. me let me let me ask sure. you a quick question, Mav, uh, about your 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 good point about uh, Xbox uh, uh, console games going to PC and PC games and vice versa. There's been a lot of, and, and I agree with you completely, to the point where I was excited when, when OG Xbox One started getting uh, keyboard mouse support in the mm-hmm. hopes that it would bring more games that way, mm-hmm. you know? But it seems that there's still, even though keyboard mouse support has been enabled for the console, the, the developers or the powers that be, if you will, seem to be very much still in the mindset of if it's not fully integrated in, in controller, we're not dropping it on there. Right? Because I and think, I think that's the, the, the reason user, why we yeah. haven't gotten as many PC games on console. 
the, the, my question is, and it's to everybody, would y'all play it? Would y'all be more likely to play it if it required a keyboard mouse on well, your here, console? Here, here's my answer to that, right? <laughs> we'll never here know. We go, man. <laughs> we'll never know unless they start doing it. I've had this exact mm. argument before with Pong Soul. Like he's laughing right ah, now. Ah, that's why he's but, laughing. I saw, but, I saw him, mm-hmm. I saw him shaking. Like ah, something's but coming. <laughs> in the context that me and Pong really got into this discussion before, okay. I was only focusing on like a couple of games. Right mm. now, here's my here's my answer to that and how uh, it would make sense. Like if you just like re- had come out with one game and all of a sudden require mouse and keyboard support for that one game, I'm like saying yeah. it's not going to be potentially very successful. However. Mm. If you just open the slate up, and here's my grand scheme, okay? Put Steam on the Xbox, the whole freaking slate, your entire Steam library available on an Xbox console. You will have PC gamers at that point buying Xboxes just to yep. play PC games. Yep. And at just that so they can have it in the living room. Right. You just, you'll have gamers putting Xboxes on their TVs to access their Steam library, um, that are traditionally PC gamers as well. This, if you do it in that sense, where it's actually the full slate or a mm-hmm. wide variety of games, you will see a flood of gamers that have never even considered buying a console before yeah. buy an Agreed. Xbox and Series you know X what? because it's five hundred dollars compared to fifteen hundred dollars or two hundred two thousand dollars to get that PC that they you. want. I completely, and I, you know what? I actually think Microsoft agrees with you too, but it's just something weird that happened. Even in the Xbox One gen, not only did they fully integrate it, because uh, uh, part of the inside, insider program, so I've been beta testing a lot of this stuff. Not only did they fully finish the integration, yeah. they even let Corsair make this really cool keyboard mouse combo that the mouse doesn't fall off your lap when you're, when you're right. sitting. It's the coolest thing. They just priced it out of normal people's hands. Yeah, yeah. Like $230 or something. Yeah, 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 it's just nuts. But unfortunately, like because of that, exact there you go, like exactly there you go. That's it right there, exactly. So the the question remains: Why did why is it that that the let's see um, the XCOM version of uh, of uh, for instance of Gears when it came to PC, no PC integration. When it came to console, no PC integration. Why didn't they implement that? Because I think I think a lot of people would use it. Like to your point, if a lot more yeah. games because were doing it's that. just yeah. one game. Here's yeah. the thing: it, like one game makes it not worth the two hundred and thirty dollar keyboard. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just one yeah. game. You're not going to see like a big migration. Like I, I think if you come out with like um, Age of Empires four and bring it to console and required mouse and keyboard support, keyboard. it's not yeah. going to get the traction you would hope it would get because you're limiting. Okay, first you got to have the Xbox, then you got to have the yeah. gamer that has the situation with mm-hmm. the xbox to even be able to do the mouse and keyboard now but if you expand it beyond that then you start attracting new players to the ecosystem that would not have done that before so it needs yeah, to be like you can't tiptoe into it you need to go all out to into it more. And, You're absolutely and i don't know right. what the yeah. i don't know how, what is it, what the answer Micro- is pc game pass on xbox series x maybe microsoft and xbox would have to make it an initiative it would have yeah. to be a, 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 an initiative that goes out that says, look, this is how we're going to move forward with this. We're going to have branded keyboard and mouse or we're going to partner up with a third party to bring those keyboard and mouse so that people who don't want to even look in the PC section yeah. could just go to the Xbox section, find one that's perfect for mm-hmm. them. They would have to open it up to all the PC developers. Like you said, Mav, they would have to make it yeah. somehow. PC Game Pass would be the easiest way to do it, but they would have mm-hmm. to. Obviously, it would be a whole marketing strategy where you say we're going to brand our boxes, keyboard and mouse only. 
must have keyboard. However, they're going to have to do it, but it would have to be company wide. It would have to be a big giant movement. Steam like has you figured said. this out already. Like, yeah. and, and and you know what I'm talking about, Mav. You, you have the Steam yeah. Deck. You turn it on. It tells you whether you need keyboard mouse or you need the, Steam has figured this out already. I'm, I'm hoping Xbox follows suit. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then they need to do. They they need to let people know that this is actually an option because in the few games we ha have had the option, no one knew about this. Uh, yep. It's not that every gamer is as informed as probably everyone here in in chat and on this panel. Um, like I always say, they they have these all these ads on the front and center of the of the Xbox. Just use them for to to let people know about some of these features that you have. You have if if you have like on the dashboard in one of these boxes not the the advertisement for some free-to-play game that you've never heard of but to have like play your games with mouse and keyboard let everyone know okay here yeah. it's, it is an option for you um then it, it could catch on i see a lot of people in chat agreeing here uh, with um with mouse and keyboard support on console and i want to also shout out a couple of people that are so passionate to for age of empires to come to console Awesome. Awesome yeah. to see. <laughs> Doom, Re Doom Reaper. Game game I would chat. love to see. We, yeah, were, ex we were expecting chat, it. Though. We were expecting it this weekend. But that being said, I don't I want them to use that as an excuse not to try and implement controller support as well on some games, right? Like, I think it's definitely doable. Um, and if they just had like say, ah, it's going to be on console. We don't need to work on controller support. Yeah. Like, I feel like you, you have certain you franchises like Age of Empires definitely could do it. Right. Doom, Doom Reaper, Doom Reaper in chat has written that mouse and keyboard would have to come with the console, but a mouse and keyboard to play any game doesn't have to be an expensive yeah. keyboard. I know it was, mm. it's preferable, but you know, for this, you can buy a wired a wired mouse and keyboard for next to nothing. You know, and they that support that now today. Yeah. In your machine, so on your you know, it, yeah. yes, it maybe yeah. maybe maybe it would have to come with the console, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be that hard for them to add a mouse and keyboard yeah i am i'm not even sure if it needs to be boxed into the console because no. um, I, I bet a lot of people just don't need or want it yeah. um on on their console but for those like you said um you can basically plug in every mouse yeah. and keyboard yeah and i mean the end game... Game... They do a lot of sales when you buy a console. When anybody, yeah. if you walk into a store now and say, "I'd like an Xbox," the first thing that the shop assistant's going to say to you is, "Would you like some Game Pass with that?" Mm. Yeah. All I, they have to say is, "Would you like some? Would you like a mouse and keyboard with that?" It's another twenty quid. Yeah. I think an end game would be if Steam eventually came over, right? But like, yeah. The, and yeah. the the easiest thing the answer is PC Game Pass. So what you could do is have a mouse and keyboard available. To buy separately that includes like three months of pc game pass right yeah so that yeah. way you're getting the games that go yeah. along with the mouse and keyboard when you buy the mouse and keyboard right good point it yeah, separates yeah. it out that being said i want lost arc on console <laughs> I, I really yes, do please yes please. it already has controller support just bring it over to but okay um we, we're getting a little, little off track here uh, dutch i want to bring this one to you because you, i know you're a big fan of the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. Um, great showing. Paris Lilly uh, showed up um, visiting the Smithsonian um, muse Museum. Um, I've been there myself, but it was like 10 years ago or so. Um, good stuff. Um, they have shown a couple of cool planes coming in. They have the World Update 10 coming uh, out 
was it today or tomorrow and um two other world updates um this year it's incredible how they support this game post launch um i yeah. really have to uh, give kudos to them um because i i have zero idea how the player numbers are um we haven't heard anything about like with every other game they they tell us like yeah we have reached five million players we have like grounded 10 million players now yeah and, and and we don't know anything about flight sim and they're still supporting it um like crazy so what did you think flight sim flight sims specifically for for people who love flight simulators is, is absolutely awesome and oh yeah in the world is it's it's not just hats off to the flight sim team because they keep improving the world what they did initially was just release the game with its overall Google Maps. And what they're doing now is going around the world and steadily upgrading everything to have uh, more photorealistic um, buildings for every city and every location in the world. And of course, that takes time. Uh, they're called world updates. So they're going in by hand and, and, and essentially upgrading everything that's just a mesh layer um, of a 3D replica of what is on the planet by hand to make them actually realistic. Mm. I said this in our show as well. The only issue you've got there is flight sim, not only on console but on PC, is a huge. I mean, if you thought Call of Duty is a big, a big data eater, um, the amount of, of of free space you need for flight sim and all of its expansions and its build up <laughs> yeah. planes it's is crazy. And, and what the potential of what twelve petabytes of data of traffic it's, data that goes back yeah, and forth. It, Start, started off as five petabytes. Um, five yeah, petabytes now it's about, about there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, started off that much. That's what streams mm-hmm. in when you're playing the game. Not all of the time, but essentially it's just streaming this yeah. data in whilst you're going around the world. Um, but on the flip side as well, they're backed up by some of the most dedicated um, community content creators there is in any community. Um, that put in literally thousands of hours into every aircraft they put into the game. Um, so even when you're looking at things that Flight Sim themselves are bringing into the game at no additional cost, then you look into the modding community um, who are creating literally every plane you can possibly imagine into finite detail, working with the developers and the original creators of each aircraft to make sure it's all pinpoint accurate. Um that it handles correctly, that the the, the aerodynamics are correct, the, all of everything works intentionally. So the, the game itself is going to continue to get massive improvements over its lifespan. Um, but it again, it's a game that's got like beyond a 10-year lifespan. It's only going to continue to grow and get better. Um, yeah, it's insane. I'm, I'm always excited for more, hmm. for more flight sim content. It's great to see what helicopters are going to do in there. Um, yep. That was a huge community request, um, and eventually they're bringing it in there. So, um, they, yeah, they're going to have fun. Yeah, sweet. Um, anyone else? Uh, some thoughts on, on Flight Sim? I, I yeah. can't wait to try it myself. I haven't tried the Pelican yet, but I totally want to. Dude, thing that happened to me. I thought, hey, you know what? I have it downloaded on my my console, but not my PC. And, and, and for anybody that, that that hasn't downloaded, it's a long download and then a long yeah. update. You might yeah. as well like take the rest there's, of the day off. It's just going to take three. a while. There's technically mm-hmm. three because you've got to you've got to download the game, then you've got to update, update it. it, 
and then, and then you got to go into the marketplace and download all the stuff. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you so, can. So I'm like a minimum. Yeah. The good so thing I'm like, about you know the world what? Let me, let me... I will say is that you can you can be you can set them all off whilst you're flying about, and then, and then just it'll update them, later. Yeah. And it'll update them in the background. One weird thing though. It's now available in the cloud. I'm like, hey, this is great. Let me just go in the cloud. It still requires that you download the stuff from the marketplace and you see it downloading it from the cloud to the cloud. And it still takes a long time. <laughs> wow, really? I, I tried this yesterday. I'm like, I want to I play the Pelican. You hit download, download. I'm like, so you're downloading from Microsoft server to Microsoft server in order to let... Wouldn't it just be like available? <laughs> yeah, give it a try. It's very strange. They haven't yeah. worked that loosely. Just yeah. So when you when you load up the regular one, you know there are there are upgraded like airports and things like that. When you when you go to the marketplace, you can within the cloud still download it, and it takes a long time, just like as wow. if you were downloading it locally. Very strange. Anyway, but I'm I'm totally yeah. looking forward to trying it out. I hear the Pelican experience is very cool. It's good. It's good fun. I, I yeah. did find that it, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to go out into the stratosphere. Yeah. But when I tried to fly it as high as I could get it, it seemed to hit a point and stop. It was nowhere near the stratosphere. You hit the ceiling? <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm not sure. It was only on it That's briefly, weird. so I need to go back mm. and try it again. But it did feel like I hit the ceiling and stopped and couldn't mm. go any further. But we've seen the trailer saying that you can actually sort of yeah. travel. Yeah. Like, even, even with the um, Dark Star, which you got with the Top Gun expansion, you can go up to like... I managed to get up to 175,000 feet or something ridiculous, wow. yeah. which is, yeah, and that's insane. Mm -hmm. You can get across the entire coast to coast of America in 40 minutes, um, which awesome. is nuts. Nice. <laughs> and I mean, of course, you know the game is real time, so the game actually, yeah. to get from one place to the other place, it is actually what it would be in real life. It's not like... <laughs> it they is hinted one at the space shuttle, yeah. didn't they, today? Yeah, yeah. People, just... Cool. Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so, what else did we have? Um, Pentiment got uh, quite a, a segment. Anyone wants to say something about that? Pong, maybe you. You're nodding. Yeah. No, I'm absolutely excited for Pentiment. Uh, Josh Sawyer does not make bad games, uh, and so I'm always curious now whether or not this turns out to be a game that I go, oh man, I really enjoyed that or loved it or whatever the case, or I come out of it and be like, yeah, I played for a bit and yeah, it wasn't for me. I'll find out. But again, Josh Sawyer, the mind of Josh Sawyer is incredible, and so I'm willing to jump into everything, and I love period games like this as well, a, a certain time in history, and, and their dedication to detail to bring that art form to us as gamers right that gets me excited so mm. all the puzzles all the investigations all that stuff looks really cool i think this game might be a little bit different than what people are expecting i think today it showed much better than it did yes, on sunday i agree i agree yeah. absolutely yeah. hey and in place in germany so <laughs> in the there you go yeah no i there just thought it was go. interesting to he's not blade now yeah <laughs> <laughs> they talked about you know they talked about how it takes place over 25 years you're gonna yes. see characters age throughout the story all that kind yeah. of stuff just seems really cool to me so i'm definitely gonna play it and see if i like it or not that, that's stuff. one i'm gonna download yeah good stuff I, I will definitely try it but it doesn't yeah it doesn't i'm gonna try like, it it's yeah. on game pass there's no excuse yeah yeah end of story but yeah it's it's a, i've looked at it and thought mm, probably not. yeah but it, i will it, try it definitely i was i was expecting something else because it was like rumored that it's a disco elysium type of game 
And I, I could see where that's at, though, a little bit, Boxenberger. I think it's going to have some of the same mechanics wise as Disco Elysium. Yeah, but but didn't, Disco Elysium is, a, is a, an RPG. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a text based RPG, basically. Um, they, but, Sawyer, Sawyer came out and said that he he's classifying this as an RPG. So we'll see. I mean, hmm. see. it's weird, weird, because it's exactly what I thought it would look like. When they were the leaks, it's 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 almost like I'd seen it before. So, okay, it's exactly what I expected it to Interesting. be. Interesting. So, really? Are you yeah, just are you almost just exactly right down to the art style? Oh, I imagined. No. I imagined really? it was wow, going to really? be. There's another game that's out that was out on Game yes. Pass a while yes. back. Yes, it's a very similar design, and it was it was that that I made me think. All right, it's probably going to be like that, and it almost exactly is procession of cavalry see, yes yeah very good see and and i i suspect the reason why folks were i wouldn't say disappointed but taken aback by what they saw was that disco elysium comparison because that evokes a certain style in people's heads and then it didn't show exactly the way that style evoked it in people's heads so it was just like whoa yeah. what, is, what is this uh a, a, a quick uh, a quick side if you missed the mag's response to seeing this game you need to go and it. find it it is the greatest no. thing ever <laughs> it's the greatest it. thing i will ever. have mac on on thursday or on oh. on the podcast so i can't wait i definitely have to look now now whenever i see pentiment i will always remember the what 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 the first thing i saw was mag's response when he saw the game it's this the best ever but yes Yes, I, I, I actually, I too am now Is looking it forward Twitter? to it because can I can I find it uh, on Twitter? Or? I did, I did, I did take a small clip of it and post it on Twitter. I'll, I'll share okay. it with you. But yes, okay, it's a small thanks. clip. But awesome. yeah, it showed way better. I agree with it with the with the panel. It showed way better this Sweet. time. It's an interesting out of the box kind of uh, uh, of an idea. And hey, Game Pass, so why not? You know, you know what I have mm. to say as well, just to kind of summarize Pentiment uh, and Xbox's approach is that they literally are giving the teams the freedom to do what they want. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have to applaud for, for Xbox and Microsoft. As they're saying, we don't care how niche this game might be, go and create it. And this game mm. like, is super, like, it's going to be a finite amount of people that are wanting something like this, but they're yeah. getting it. And that's, yep. that's a, again, testament to, to Xbox and Microsoft that they're allowing these small teams of developers to create these experiences. You That's don't true. watch every reality show crap on, on Netflix, do you? Somebody else loves that show. You might not. You know, yeah. same idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, true. Math. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels. Um, yeah. They've shown it. Um, they've uh, confirmed they will introduce different biomes with it uh, for, for this DLC. Um, biomes were, was something that they heavily advertised with the main game and um, it seems like they're doing it again. They said they they will have four different biomes for that Hot Wheel DLC. So you excited for that? Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what people create with it, really, in the, mm. uh, in the editors and stuff, you know, more than anything. I think that's yeah. going to be pretty unique. I, uh, I've never really been big into the Forza Horizon multiplayer, right? I really like the single player. For some reason, I just like kind of check out when I play the multiplayer on it and it like, I don't know. Um, but I can see this as being a stepping point into the multiplayer for that for me. Right. Uh, it's, but for me, it's always been about going to do the different, just going around to do all the different missions and going around and, you know, uh, exploring and stuff per, uh, personally. Um, but this one seems like it's going to be a different experience. And I, uh, 
I definitely want to check in, check it out. It seems like a definite step up from the last Hot Wheels expansion. Uh, just as Forza Horizon has gotten way better since Forza Horizon 3, uh, this seems like this expansion is going to be um, another huge leap for even the Hot Wheels expansion, kind of like what we got last year, I think, two, or two releases ago. Um, I'm wondering, like, how much legs something like this will have because it's been so long, right? This is like October release date. Is that what they said? July. July. Oh, okay. July. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty soon. Okay. So that's nice. Uh, that's seven months after. No, uh, July launch. Yeah. And there's usually two big expansions, right? Yep. Yeah. For, for Forza. So, yeah. the, and usually the second one is the big, like um, themed expansion, you know? Yeah. So I'm wondering what we're going to get for the second one. Um, uh, this is excite me. However, you know, it's like it, it's not the biggest thing, you know, for me mm. at the show is kind of I kind of honestly, I kind of checked out, you know, during it. But um, mm. it does look cool. looks pretty big. It's also got a co-op campaign to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they've all oh, got co-op, co-op campaign. campaigns, but this one yep. starts from the beginning. There isn't like a lead in. I think. Yeah. Right. Kind of yeah. what they said. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the start other, together. The other expansions, how I played it, it was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to check it out. And I go and I just do stupid stuff for like an hour and then I stop playing it. Yeah, right. That's kind of how I've done these before. So, I mean, the Hot Wheels DLC um, in Forza Horizon 3 was fantastic. One of the best DLCs. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've also seen a lot of people, uh, of course, complain about it, uh, that it's uninspired, nothing new. We have had that before. Uh, but, dude. It because it was so awesome and it, it looks still gorgeous and they, they yeah. introduce a new co-op campaign for different biomes a lot of variety in the tracks like with the ice tracks with the magnet tracks and stuff I, I can't wait um it's, it's gonna be fantastic for those who enjoy uh forza horizon 5 of course if you don't like the main game you're not gonna like this one either but um i think that goes without saying um, I was going to say, actually, it's surprising because the, the the expansion, the Hot Wheels expansion, I think was more popular than the original Forza Horizon 3 mm-hmm. was. I think more people played that than they did the actual main campaign. You might be right on that. Um, that was a very popular and well-received uh, it was. DLC. When I, when I, I, think, and I, can, I was going to say I as got... well, just before Mick jumps in there, um, mm-hmm. I think I can, I can understand the community because the community is is both happy but slightly disappointing at the same time and i can understand why because they've been waiting again this is unlike playground to to take so Mm -hmm. long to release the expansion it's usually within the first two months so we're talking seven months now and you can see why because the size of this expansion is huge for hot wheels it's ginormous massive um but you can also kind of see their frustration as to we've done hot wheels we were kind of hoping for a micro machines like something silly something a little bit different um so i can see why them being yeah this yeah. looks cool but we kind of hope for for something a little different i'm gonna keep ho- holding my hope out for the next one to be transformers let's go like <laughs> like i just gotta see it man Wouldn't i, I want to be, awesome? be i want to be optimus prime or bumblebee or hot rod or something and then like driving like I'm on cybertron and like decepticons flying overhead shooting down stuff and explosions happen in front of me and you're trying to do like an escape mission or right you got to get off of cybertron and get to the ship oh my Come god on, dude Microsoft. i could just he's I could giving imagine, you the free, the free juice right me. there that is amazing that is awesome yeah. right there that is, <laughs> Hell yeah. See, I, I, I was going to say, 
I was going to say, you know, as Microsoft continues to do it, let's continue the tradition and get Vin Diesel in every game. So, so put Fast and Furious in it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I agree. We're all one family, right? <laughs> exactly. I agree with you that Transformers is a way better idea. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I was going to say that about the Forza Horizon 3 thing when I, I uh, about a year or so ago, got a, a gaming laptop. And one of the first things I downloaded was Forza Horizon 3. Um, just to put the DLC on, because um, if you've been back and played it um, on the Xbox, even with the Series X, they've not really shown it any love. It's not really, it's still running in 30 frames um, mm. for the most part. You know, it's it's pretty choppy. It's not great. So the, one of the first things I downloaded was Forza Horizon 3 because I got it on both systems, obviously, like you used to, like you do. It's um, cross cross by, isn't it? So downloaded it on the PC, stuck the download, stuck the DLC on, and man, that DLC and that Hot Wheels track on the PC just looks so much better, mm. so nice. But yeah, I was I was excited to see this come, definitely. Yeah, yeah sweet. And it's not too long uh, out, so mm. yeah, in about a month we get we get to play it. Um, Minecraft Legends, Pong. <laughs> what do you think? It's it's Minecraft. It's a new you know experience within the Minecraft mm. world. Um, not for me. I played Minecraft with my kiddo back in the day. Um, the Minecraft style just never sticks with me. Like you know, yeah. I played Minecraft Dungeons. Oh, you know, quite a bit actually. I played a lot of yeah. Minecraft Dungeons. Same. But then eventually it just wears off, and I'm like, okay, it's Minecraft. Will I try this? Yeah, I'll probably try this just mm. to see what it's like. Um, but again, Minecraft just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't, doesn't stick with me yet. long-term yeah. now. No, yeah. not long-term, but it's cool. That's fair. Again, the, the Minecraft community is blowing up. Like they are so excited about this stuff and, and we all forget how big Minecraft yeah. is around Minecraft the world. Minecraft so is, it, is big. So this if is I, a big moment for them. For I, I've never played Minecraft. I played a lot of Minecraft dungeons. Um, yeah. Like you said, uh, when it came out, I had, had a lot of fun with it and, um, but eventually I fell off, but I never played the, the main Minecraft. Now my oldest son is growing up and they're sk- getting into that age where, where Minecraft becomes a thing and, and the kids are talking about it. So daddy downloaded it to play it for himself because um, I want to be able to talk with him about the game. So, yeah, I but it's I amazing. It's amazing. Generation yeah, after generation. My kid's growing up. My kid's turning 22 this year, right? And yeah. now your kids are still talking about it the same yeah. way his friends were talking about, right? That's how it works. It's crazy. Yeah. My yeah. my yeah. I got a little six-year-old girl. She loves Minecraft. I, I got her into Minecraft mm. about same with six, my eight months ago. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And she is like everything in the in her room now is just anything new. It's either gonna be Star- Lego Star Wars or Minecraft. If it's not mm. of those two things, she's not interested. Most popular <laughs> game in the yeah. world, right? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Isn't, it is. For a reason, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Santi, what, what did you think Minecraft Legends? I think it's interesting, man. I, I think, you know, uh, they, they keep pushing that envelope. We always go, well, there's never going to be a Minecraft 2. There doesn't need to be, right? They, they're, they're pushing the envelope left and right, and I like the, the interesting yeah. direction they're going into. Uh, for those who haven't played Brutal Legend, that's where that idea of an action strategy was first mm-hmm. coined. Where mm-hmm. you're, it's kind of strategy, I but remember. not really. You're in the mix, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and that idea is very cool. Was, you know, just because of that idea game. alone. Yeah. Uh huh. That that part of the game alone is why I wanted Brutal Legend two. And if we're not getting yeah, that, me too. but 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 uh, Minecraft will give us that idea. I'm I'm in it, you know. And and my my kid, of course, loves it. She 
she plays it nonstop. She's always on her on her iPad playing it. So that'll be you know if you if you're a dad with impressionable youths, you know uh, what's on the screen while they're awake is always a factor in the equation. So you never get to play your bloody gory things that you want. So I end up playing a lot of Minecraft with the kiddos. So this this will be right up my alley. I'm I'm gonna enjoy it with them. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Well, yeah, sweet. I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm quite excited for this. So you, we do a lot of dungeons on on Sundays. Uh, I play with a guy who's sightless, mm-hmm. and we help him get through several games, gears, uh, Minecraft dungeons, Sea of Thieves. So we recently got him up to Pirate Legend. We think he may be one nice. of the few blind yeah. people that's reached Pirate Eleven, uh, Pirate Legend. So you know, but Minecraft Dungeons is one of the games we play with him a lot because it's actually quite it does quite well on the accessibility so he's able to play mm-hmm. it to a degree so yeah and this one fingers crossed this will be another one that we can add to that repertoire of games that we can play with him on a sunday mm-hmm. so yeah sweet sweet that's awesome yeah man. good stuff so i think for the most part we covered it um uh, did i forget any game that you guys wanted to mention um grounded we didn't talk about grounded grounded is another one play with my daughter you know she she loves that as well any anything bug related that's why she likes minecraft because she mm-hmm. likes playing the beat with the bees Them and the spiders no <laughs> just turn the turn the arachnophobia mode on you yeah, then, then i feel like a goofball you know then then there's this weird bobble coming after me it's different <laughs> i need to see it but then when i see it it freaks me out <laughs> well, just put creative yeah. mode on you can still get the achievements it's true, all good. very true <laughs> yeah that's a fun game it's really is. It is, people, it people is a clown game. it a bit but it's a great game it really it is, is a good game and I think that it's yeah, it's about time this 1.0 version finally came along. Um, yeah. Been looking forward to this, and it looks like there's some some interesting stuff. Some in that show we saw before this, the the trailer we saw on the Sunday showed off a, a praying mantis as one of their bosses. Mm. But the guy in the bit before you probably saw mentioned actually there's more large bosses, but yeah. they're not showing any of them off. So that's the only one. Did I understand that right? Um, there is a campaign coming for yeah. this. Um, there is. There's already a campaign. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a story. I, but have, in, in I the, have to. In, I have never played it. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting as well. It's it kind of you're trying to figure out how you why you there why you've been shrunk down and mm-hmm. how you can get back. But it on in the if you've played it on the on the test thing, it only goes so far and then it just cuts off. This is there's an end and it doesn't go any you further. See, so I have a theory the that when thing. it's all said and done and the, and we're at the end of the campaign and you find a big twist, Rick Moranis will be in the room with his little machine going, <laughs> I struck the kids, you know, it'll be amazing. Oh, that'd be so good. I'm hoping that happens. Oh, we can live in hope. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, th- but I think I'm going to give Grounder definitely a try um, at yeah. some point. Um, it looks like me, Boxy, I've sent a mic as well. When that releases with the full campaign yeah. later on in the year, I'll I'll jump in and play it then um but okay I'll until that point as well it's it's a date we're, we're gonna play that together <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right stream. sweet sweet i want to quickly um, touch on the high on life as well um, yes please mm. i wanted the high on life looks absolutely awesome and the takeaway that i've mm. got from that overall is that i am so thankful for people like himself like those developers for, for high on life and for people like tim schaefer who create these crazy worlds crazy characters yeah. such imaginations these are the these are the types of developers that we need within the industry and it's so mm. awesome to see these wacky and wonderful worlds 
so vibrant and these these interesting characters and these crazy guns and crazy mechanics and things. They're the yeah. kinds of things that I absolutely adore. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that Tim Schafer's decided to step away from Psychonauts and do something new because I want to see what creativity can do and bring out. Mm. Um, and and seeing High on Life, that just gives me flashbacks to playing Psychonauts. And it's in a strange way because it's so crazy and the characters are so weird and the world is so vibrant and colourful and strange. And it's that kind of wacky, inventive, creative world that I love. Mm. Um, so yeah, I am. Um, that was my biggest surprise of this, like the entire showcase period, was seeing that game and having that yeah. pretty much shut, shoot up to one of my most anticipated for this year now. And, and, yeah. and shout out to Microsoft and Xbox for going and finding a game like that, right? Oh, one yeah. that surprised mm. us that we had no idea. Again, we're going back to those 360 days where they went out and backed projects that people never would imagine Microsoft and Xbox backing and finding unique games to bring to game pass to give us an experience that we may never have seen before. And that's cool. And shout out to all the parents who are going to buy that game for their kids thinking it's a key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh-huh. yeah. That is the equivalent, yeah. that is the equivalent yeah. of sitting your child in front of the TV thinking red and stimpy is made for them. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, no, uh, <laughs> I guess reminded, I, sorry. You've just reminded me of a funny story there about my, my, my wife refused to let my wife and her sister refused to let our kids and their kids buy GTA five when it came out. Right. And then there was a flat, well a big argument about that for, for mm-hmm. ages and they were, they were kicking off and I was saying, well, <laughs> you know, they're going to get it somehow. I'm not too bothered, but uh, maybe not. And then a week later, <laughs> excuse me, they came home with Saints Row four. <laughs> even worse even worse <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah yeah so oh, it's, instead it's, of gta because of all the impressionableness you, you bring him the purple dildo understood yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, that's good call uh on on uh, high on life squanch games it's funny that they actually opened the show with those three guys because they came across as as genuine funny people um like yeah. they have a great sense of humor and um like i said earlier in the show it didn't do too much for me in the main show it was just one of those games like yeah well nice okay now what's next um and this time <clears throat> i thought it, it showed really well um yeah. Yeah. getting some context there getting a l- little bit explanation on what's actually going on i, I really liked it yeah Agreed. Yeah, I like um, I like the little segment as well he had where he was he, part of the part he was talking and he was just saying, mm-hmm. listen, like I am not a developer by any stretch of the imagination. I have got no idea how to do video games. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but I always wanted to because I'm a huge gamer and I'm a huge game fan and I wanted to create this world. Um, he said, so it, it's been a, it's been different. But that's I think that's a lot of people. If you take in a lot of people want to be in the gaming industry and don't mm-hmm. know how to get into it. And there's a lot of creative people, super creative people like him and his team that didn't know how to take their their world, their Rick and Morty world, and bring it into the gaming space. And there's a lot of creative people that might take inspiration from someone like him who is super creative but had no idea about developing or being a developer or a, a game director. And he's come into yeah. it and he's managed to make it a reality in, it, in what he classes as a triple I. Um, he was joking yeah, that about was that. Awesome. He's like, I don't know whether or not I'm indie or a triple A or a triple I, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome, that's awesome a, that's guys. A, 
that's the future that Xbox sees, right? That's the Xbox the future want, you know, that they want the accessibility so people from any walk of life can eventually make their dreams a reality if their dreams are to make a game, right? They can get Mm. a group of people together who may have experience in an area that they don't and make their vision. We're seeing it live. And shout out to Sarah Bond, too, for her final interview, uh, the stalker segment, but also that part where she mentioned that they've got a rep now in Africa to work with African developers as well. Again, these great ideas can come from anywhere in the world, and it should be that way. And now we're finally to the point where we can start to make that a reality. So it's awesome to hear that stuff. Indeed. Indeed. So people in chat uh, wanted us to to talk about Stalker 2 again. We started with that a little bit, uh, but since uh, Microsoft closed out the show, um, we should do I want to bring it up uh, real bri- uh, briefly again. Um, super impressive um, that Microsoft decided to to end this show with such a statement, um, and not just did the game that the first intro sequence that they have shown from the actual game look absolutely stunning uh unreal 5 showing uh, its capabilities there and they are super talented but that statement was something very very special um <clears throat> so yeah anyone want to briefly uh, say something again on that before i have a couple of uh, questions for you guys to close the show out so yeah like i mean in terms of the actual game we saw as well Again, it was already high on my list on most anticipated. Mm. It's such a such a, an impressive looking game. They've put such level of detail in it that not many video games have ever done. I mean, we've yeah. seen it all, and in, in they were joking about it months ago when they were talking about the the teeth and putting gold teeth yeah. in the characters' mouths and things like it was hilarious watching it happen because everyone joked about it for a while. But that's the level of detail that they've went into in this game. I mean, and that just that just kind of transfers into that opening segment. And we had a little joke as well about it. And the guy sitting in the car and he's got what seems to be a nuclear warhead in the passenger seat without a belt around it. Keep it steady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, such, such an awesome looking game. Uh, and I can't wait to see more of it. And again, hats off to them for even thinking about the player in a time where it really shouldn't be the focus. <clears throat> It's a such it's massive, massive caps to them because again, doing what they're doing and taking the time to still continue to try and develop that game and get it to us um when when their country's under siege, yeah, it's massive plaudits to them. Massive plaudits to them. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Yeah. All right, guys. So um I hope I didn't forget anything, um, but I think we covered it for the most part. Um, so now the showcase week is over. We had Summer Game Fest from Jeff Keighley. We had, of course, a couple of other shows as well, like Tribeca, Day of the Deaths, and so on. We had, of course, the big Xbox showcase and now the extended showcase. So I want to hear your general thoughts on this week. Was it what, what you were hoping for? Did it, did it excite you? What were, were your highlights? Um, I want to start here. I'm just say, starting here directly with the guy next to me. Santi, please <laughs> go ahead. 
I think you know what I want to say, but I'm not going to mm. do it because I want. But I want to hear that theory because I love it. <laughs> I love you want, it. Okay, fine. I'll do, I'll do it just for you, right? And I, 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 we were talking about this in the green room. Uh, uh, me personally, I, I thought the the first show was about an eight out of ten. I, I really enjoyed what I saw. There were some issues here and there, but by and large, I liked what I had. I had to. See, I, I I I enjoyed what I what I saw. I'm not very particular on one type of game or one type of. I enjoy when I see a plethora of different experiences. It, it excites me to to test new things. As as Pong Soul, the great Pong Soul says, I too am a grazer, so I enjoy I enjoy various different different uh, options uh, uh, when, when they make it available. So I walked in going, oh, Shredder's Revenge is, is on Game Pass. Everything else is cake. That's how I walked in. So for me, it was about an eight out of ten show. There were some some things here and there we can talk about, but needless to say. So what I was talking with Boxenberger about was, so I was saying when before we started all of this, I was saying that we want to see them really do their best to try and cultivate the consumer base to, to tell us, hey, we know that your your marquee titles that we were promising you may have been pushed out a little bit. But look at all the stuff we're throwing at you to show you that we still we still want your business. We still care. And and. Uh, in hindsight, that's not what happened, right? They they basically chopped the, themselves off and said twelve months, and and within mm. that twelve months, that makes your options somewhat limited, right? So, my co-host, Mister Everborn Saga, has a very weird theory that I that I have been I, <laughs> that I have been <laughs> reluctantly just going. It just cannot happen. It's like, stop it. He 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 presumes that, that 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 the company is doing this on purpose. To make themselves look better, <laughs> right? And we were going back and forth on it, and I completely, I, I, I obviously disagree with him on that. But we were, we were going to have a conversation and go, look, when it's all said and done, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to talk about how it all ended. And and against my better judgment, I have to agree with him on this part that whether we, whether I agree with him or or I don't, the end result is the same, right? They basically limited themselves. And in doing so, they went in limping, and they kind of came out. If you were unhappy with what they were with uh, going into this this year, uh, into the calendar year 2022, if you were going in going, I hope they got something for me uh, uh, from a from a uh, first party AAA perspective, you came out of that still the same place you are. Because unfortunately for you, if you're not talking fiscal versus calendar, you're kind of still you know, in the same position you are. So he seems to suggest that as soon as you know, the ink is dry on, Bethesda, on, on Activision, you will see all these other games just systematically come out, right? And I, I didn't want to believe him, but unfortunately, because here we are, it's all said and done, and we're still exactly where he said we'd be. I have to concede the point, even though I still don't agree with him. I still think it's absolutely hogwash, and I see my man Pong Soul agrees with me that it's hogwash. <laughs> but I will have to hear this for the next however many months, because that's just the nature of it, you know? Go ahead, Pong. I know you want to speak yeah. on it. Go ahead, man. Please. <laughs> no. Look, look, look. I enjoy conspiracy theories uh -huh. as much as the next person does. I'm a tin tinfoil hat wearer, okay? I freely admit that. But Everborn mm -hmm. takes them to another level <laughs> when it comes to this grand conspiracy of Microsoft and Xbox downplaying their entire business model to simply get through the Activision Blizzard deal. Look, look, look. No, 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 no. The fact is, mm -hmm. is that they did not have this planned out. It, things happened that were out of their control. Some things happened that were 
in their control. They made some bad moves. Some of the devs have some responsibility in all this. It is what it is. Um, so no, I can't. I can't go along with ever. They're doing more things to my counterpoint to him on that conspiracy theory. And I'll go into my general, idea here. <laughs> but my, my counterpoint to that is they're doing more in other areas. Kaosante to get this deal to go through than anything they can do by showing or not showing in the gaming industry. Right. They, they, they just came out and said that they're working with the unions, right. They're, they're going to acknowledge the unions, right. All of that kind of stuff. And let's is, be, let's be real yeah. here, Pong. If, yeah. if they were found to be doing that maliciously, that would, that would con- constitute some, some, some bad business practices that would have some legal yeah. ramifications. Be, you know? Because but investors are involved. There. Like one of the biggest companies exactly. in the world is like trying to manipulate now. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's neither here nor there. But that's okay. I, I, I appreciate everybody. I love him to death. And I love his conspiracy theories because some do pique my interest and he comes with some valid points. But uh, in general, this week, and I'll even take it back to the state of play um, from PlayStation as well. Yeah, I, I for me and I don't know if anybody else agrees with me, but for me this year. E3 time, not E3 time, since we didn't have an official E3 time, but this year, maybe it's psychological because we're all kind of coming out of the pandemic mentality stage too, but this year felt more like E3 than it has in the past couple of years, right? I thought that more developers, more publishers showed up with more stuff than we have seen over the past couple of years and were ready to actually do this. Maybe they're all just getting better at presentations in this new kind of era. Um, So maybe that's a part of it as well, but I really felt like this week brought the excitement and really brought the energy that we did have, not to the same levels as the as the grand days of E3 or anything like that. But I really thought, as far as a collection goes, I thought everybody really came to play. Now, of course, we're still. I would rather it have, and I'm sure you know, Mav and I had this conversation. I'd rather have it the old way, where Sony showed up, Nintendo showed up big with their first party yeah. stuff. I, I would much rather have that. So those days, unfortunately, are gone at this point. But I'm just going to say as a collective, I thought everybody did a fantastic job this year. And we saw some really, really amazing things starting to culminate, right? That are, mm. now people are getting back into the fold, that they're, they're, they've are they learned how to, if they're still working from home, they're getting better at doing that. Some of these teams are back together in the studio. You could see that. So all these games that maybe were supposed to show up over the past couple of years are now starting to shine and show up. Now, some of it to disappointment, some of it not being on schedule like we thought they would be, all that's still in play here. But I just thought overall, we're starting to get a glimpse finally of the beginning of this generation. I don't think, you know, this past two years are kind of lost. I don't think that we've really, we've had bits and pieces here and there, but nothing like a collective kind of group effort showing us where this industry is going and how they're going to use the power of the new consoles and, of course, of uh, of the new uh, PC graphic cards and all that kind of stuff. But we're starting to see that. And mixed in there, we're starting to see these indie devs just shine with amazing quality games that we would never think were indie games, high in life being one of them. I would never imagine a group of those guys that were in the interview today would come up with something that looks as impressive. Now you, we can have the argument. It's opinion based, whether or not you think it's impressive, but I'm just saying that is quality triple a type quality that if you told me a bigger studio was making that I'd believe you. So 
for me, that's the exciting part. And I think this week really did show that off. And I think that we got a lot of surprises. I mean, the alien dark descent, right? Mm. Oh my God. Came out of nowhere, right? High in life came out of nowhere. Plus we got some expected titles that actually showed up and showed up well out of this, you know, the Resident Evil 4 remake from the state of play, yeah. that kind of stuff. Callisto Protocol for all those sci-fi horror fans. I'm not a sci-fi horror fan, but I'm excited for all you horror fans because you're getting robots with shark mouths and shark teeth <laughs> out of the blue. Horror, horror unnatural, Look, unacceptable. unacceptable. It's, un, no, it's a completely no, unacceptable. No. You're getting everything. So again, the state of the industry has never been this healthy and we are starting to, the pandemic kind of pushed all that off. We got to see numbers. We got to see more people jump into this industry game game sales going through the roof engagement going through we saw all that but now we're getting down to the nuts and bolts and we're starting to see the games and this industry has never been healthier and i think this week really showed that and i'm just excited for the future so i loved loved what i saw this week and and really came out of it even more hyped than i was before for what we're going to see for the rest of the generation and and we're just we're just starting to see that tip of the iceberg there's so much more that's going to come now that everybody's getting back to normal again or quote unquote normal as you would say yeah fair points um fair points dutch what did you think yeah if i'm if i'm going on all of the all of the showcases combined so far and of course still got a couple more on Little ones on Thursday. We've still got, yeah. um, I think, is it Capcom that's doing it on Capcom Thursday is for... coming, yeah. Yeah. We, are, we already had Capcom. Capcom. Capcom was yeah. yesterday. Capcom was t- yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, no, yeah. but they've yeah. also, got, um, they've also oh, got a... Dragon's Dogma uh, anniversary. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Instead of putting that, that in their so. show they had yesterday, they decided to announce they're having a Dragon's Dogma <laughs> thing in two days. It Ridiculous. didn't make sense. But anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so but the, the same with a Blake Tale. Yeah, they're gonna have another one next one on week. They're gonna yeah. reveal the the release date and everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, the Final Fantasy ten minute Final Fantasy seven thing. So whatever comes of that, mm-hmm. whether or not it's eventually part two yeah. or whether or not it's eventually Xbox Game Pass, I don't know. No. Whatever it is, not um, but aside aside from those that are in the future, um, the showcases as a whole in general, there was so much to take away from it. Street Fighter 6 coming back to the Xbox platforms was huge. Um, eventually, thank God, and it looks glorious. I can't wait to jump onto Street Fighter 6 mm-hmm. again. Um, we saw before the showcases started, Jedi um, Survivor. Um, I know everybody's pretty much looking forward to that after Fallen Order. That was such an awesome game. And again, to see them actually putting an investment into that franchise more and seeing the sequel, that was awesome. Callisto Protocol, of course, seeing Starfield. Um, um, One Piece Odyssey for those who love that Dark Tide looked actually quite interesting and quite awesome Um, The Plucky Squire um, another awesome indie game that came out of nowhere Um, Game of Show for me I think Metal Hellsinger if you haven't already played the demo go and play it that game is awesome Um, if you love Doom you love Metal you will love that game It is such a great game. I um, like both Red of those, Dutch, but I'm not going to like yeah. it because it's rhythm-based. You forgot rhythm. Yeah. If you got to like rhythm, I hate ri- I can't. <laughs> I'm rhythmless. Okay? He can't tap his feet and beat to a song. <laughs> it's like Steve Martin at the beginning of The Jerk. Have you all seen that movie? Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Yes. That is me. But yeah, seeing, seeing gameplay for Redfall <laughs> was, was great because I wasn't sure on Redfall beforehand, and now it looks like it's going to be great fun. 
Um, Hollow Knight going to Game Pass. I know as soon as I seen that, I thought Box and Burger is going to be over oh, yeah. the moon. Um, so <laughs> High oh, yeah. on Life yeah. looks absolutely awesome. Again, that shot straight at the top of it. Um, Forza Motorsport, as expected, looks a generational leap over the previous oh, yeah. one. It looks mm. unbelievably impressive. Um, overall, I've got to say, just as as a whole, there is so many games that I'm going to be playing throughout the rest of this game, including the, A Plague Tale, including um, Atomic Heart, which is still scheduled for this year, and, and all of the rest of them. There is so much as a gamer we can enjoy this year. It's been absolutely awesome. Um, and again, going into next year, being able to play Redfall and Starfield and Forza, they, it's a great start of the year. Um, we, of course, recognize Xbox did have a stinker of a 2022. Um, and they seriously <laughs> need to do better next year. And I'm talking, take out Bethesda from it because Bethesda saved their arse at the beginning of next year and would have yeah. done this year if it, they would have released. Um, but next you like year, how they, they did that bait and switch with the fiscal versus calendar. That was just yeah. get out of here with that shady yeah. ridiculousness, yeah. guys. Come yeah. on, yeah. we have to recognize that next year, Xbox Game Studios outside of just Bethesda need to deliver. We need to see more Xbox Game Studios games. Bethesda themselves, it's a bit like, and I have to say this on the Sony side, it's like Insomniac propping up Sony for the beginning mm. of the generation with like yeah. four yeah. or five titles off the bat. And literally keeping them going until those next titles could come out. Um, that's what Bethesda's done, or essentially will do at the beginning of next year. They're releasing like two, three, four titles off the bat. Um, and Xbox Game Studios games are nowhere to be seen. And that's what we need them to do next year. There's nothing we can do about this year now. What is said and done, as Pong said, is said and done. Um, but again, feet of the flames for next year. They have to improve. But as a whole... Uh, the games we've got coming up, ultra exciting, so many different creative things to play. Um, yeah, as as a week, as a week, really great, really great for the gamer. Hmm. Fair assessment, fair assessment. Um, Mev, what did you think of the week? Uh, crazy week, um, exhausting. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, here's my main takeaway man, there's too many damn shows, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Like there's just like, I mean, you've been like, doing all of them. I just I'm, picked and choose. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing all of them, but man, it's like so overall because of the amount of different shows, I think a lot of things get lost in the shuffle, right? Yeah, there was a lot of standouts <laughs> of games that looked promising, that looked really good, that nobody's talking about, right? And it's I think that maybe that we could tone down the amount of shows and focus on just a few bigger shows, right? Um. And so everybody's trying to put their stamp on this thing. Everybody's trying to do their thing. You know, you got the Gorilla Collective, you got the Future Game Showcase, you got the uh, Wholesome thing. You know, you got not just one, but two Gorilla Collectives, right? Then you got yeah, um, the, the Xbox Bethesda show, you got the Summer Game Fest Ball, show, then the Capcom Devolver Devolver can keep thing. doing their own show, though. I don't care what happens. Devolver <laughs> needs to be there every <laughs> year. Yeah, <laughs> And I, I appreciate what I was going to say as well, Marv, right. to add to that, the yeah. straight after the Summer Game Fest, the nice little indie show by Double Fine was awesome. Yeah. Day of the Devs. Day of the yeah. Devs. It is fantastic. Cool. I love that. that. Is, okay, we'll throw that in there as well, right? So like, <laughs> what, a PC gaming show yeah. as well. I mean, there's like just so many freaking shows now. Like, I, I, I like it in the sense that it creates this big spectacle, right? 
in that it's a huge event focusing on all that, but there's like too many different showcases kind of showing the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like, cause we've seen like some of the same games shown like four times this past week. Yeah. Right. Like, um, I, I feel like they, there could be some talk amongst the, um, I, I think this is a fallout from no E three as well. Right. Because everybody's trying to do their thing and, and like get yeah. their stuff out there and try and, well, we need to make sure the indie games are represented. So and we need to make sure these games are represented where at E three, you have like all of this stuff in one place. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little bit of fallout of that. I, I love the spectacle of it, but I, I feel like too much is lost in the shuffle overall. However, it's still freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, um, Summer Game Fest kind of fell a little flatter than it could have. That was the what should have been the second big show. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it kind of blended in now with all the other stuff, right? And there wasn't as many big things. Although there was a couple of really good announcements at that show, it's hard, it's hard to remember what they were, right? It's hard to remember what those announcements were. We got the Aliens game. That was really, really awesome. We got a couple other things, a team and T. Uh, yeah, Turtles going to... Uh, that was the other uh, one in that showcase. Right. That I was like, oh, yeah. But there's just a lot <laughs> lost in the shuffle there. And I feel like overall that was supposed to be the replacement for like E3, you know, and that really fell flat in and of itself. So you had to hunt for the sh- good things in between all these little shows, right? So Future Game Showcase had like two or three good yeah. things that for me, like PC Gaming Show had like a couple different things that are for me. Xbox Bethesda Showcase was... uh not what I expected or necessarily wanted, but because they kind of handcuffed themselves, restricting themselves to uh, to an arbitrary limit of 12 months that didn't necessarily need to be there. However, uh, coming away with it after everything is said and done, looking back, you know, that was the most impressive thing we've seen all week. And that was because of gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. We all wanted it and we got it. We got Starfield gameplay. Yeah. Um, Forza Motorsport gameplay, Redfall gameplay. We got big new game announcements, right? Uh, so overall for me, like I know I'm maybe biased a little bit, but the biggest winner of all of this this entire week was Xbox. Because at each one of those other shows, even though a lot of stuff got lost in the shuffle, you had little games like that got announced or coming to Xbox that had never been on there before mm-hmm. or coming to Game Pass, right? That are just on yeah. the little splash screen on the bottom. And it's like, that's another one. That's another one. That's another one. And then you see uh, those other games coming to console for the first time, first on Xbox or and all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, wow, like that you see the shifting in the industry is kind of changing now because this is stuff that didn't happen last generation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At all. Uh, so it's a huge impact. I think Xbox is walking away with this. If you also if you look at regardless of any criticisms I have over like the 12 month thing, I, I think they could have had a 10. They ended up with an 8.5 for me and I want a 10, right? I'm going into this like wanting a 10, you know? Yeah. And so when you don't get that 10, it feels disappointing, but it doesn't mean it's like a five, right? It doesn't mean it's like bad. It just means that it's different than what I expected or anticipated. So then I, you judge it for what it is. And then I'm left with where I, where I sat at with the 8.5 for Xbox and Bethesda because the stuff they showed us was crazy impressive. And we also got, some surprise new game announcements and the Japanese stuff. You cannot also be um, overlooked at all. So overall, a massive week for Xbox, a massive week for gaming. PC gamers can also celebrate. There's like a crap ton of stuff there that's only on PC. If you love your PCMR stuff, guys, you got a lot of exclusives 
to celebrate there for your 200 uh, frames per second machines. You know, um, I want to see some of that stuff go to console, but overall great week, a little too many shows, but um, Xbox uh, just stole the show uh, over the week for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair assessment. And uh, Xbox Mike, let us hear your thoughts about this week. Yeah. I, this, this show, I think everyone here has pretty much made all the best cases for this this show. It's pretty much, mm. it wasn't what we wanted, but it was, it certainly wasn't what I wanted, but it was, I, I can always appreciate that not every game is for me. And mm. there's a lot of excited people out there for some of the stuff that's finally coming, you know, Persona and stuff. These are things that people have been asking for, for, for longer than I can remember, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that they are actually coming. Maybe a, it's maybe a little bit too late, you know, too too little, too late in some people's eyes. But I mean, it's nice to just get it, and hopefully, it means in the future these things will come sooner, and if not, at the same time as everything else. Um, I will say that I I do miss the days of the early E3s, where even before the public were allowed to go, I used to enjoy watching the shows. Yeah. Not just because of the big showcases where we get your Ubisofts, your you know your Sony and yeah, yeah, all of those ones, and they'd be the big things you'd tune in for. But I used to like watching just people, like you know, um, content creators walking around, talking to mm. some of the devs on the booth, interviews, getting little the interviews, interviews, yeah, just live with a, with a microphone or with a, with a camera, just sort of pointing it in the face and asking mm. questions, and you used to get quite a lot of information that you didn't normally get because people used to slip up and say yep. things that they probably shouldn't have said, and I used to enjoy that because you watch all them and you'd pick out things like that, and we don't we don't get that anymore. That's the one thing that I still miss every year when I see any of these shows. I love that you bring that up because it's something I said last year uh, after the um, showcase week um, that I missed those days. Um, it, it all seems so scripted now. Yeah. And um, the, the, the great thing for someone living off, obviously, in Germany and not being able to go to E3, even when they yeah. opened up for the public, it's for me, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, you watched like bigger media outlets just running around the floor. Like you said, yeah. point Mike, you had these influencers that I, I, I remember like a YouTuber getting an interview with Todd Howard on Fallout 4 and stuff like that. You don't get that uh, these days. You have like you the big IGNs that, that just published an, an yeah. interview with uh, with Todd Howard and that's about it. And um, and. Uh, yeah, uh, so so fair point. Um, uh, also, you used to get a lot of the a lot of the people or a lot of the companies that used to go to E three were hardware, not mm. not not necessarily like your Xboxes and all the rest of it. I'm talking yep. some peripherals, things you'd see, and there'd be people with new headsets and all mm. sorts of other stuff that was coming out, and you'd see this stuff way before it came out, and you'd be like, "Oh, that looks brilliant! Yeah. I'm going to keep my eye out for that." And you know, and you had the hands on impressions, yeah. yeah. And you had the hands on impressions of um, of influencers and of course, um, the press, um, that that they actually played the games. And yeah, you you heard about like, okay, this guy had has played like uh, the next big game, a Blake Tale, and he thinks this is and that. And you don't get that, you get it all scripted, you get it all filtered. Um, but yeah, 
Sadly, I mean, don't think don't think even if E three comes back, I don't think we'll ever get that. Again. It it's, yeah. it won't be the same. It probably won't be. But the same. you know what, Boxenberger? At mm. the at the end of the day, you win out because between the battle of E three and Gamescom, Gamescom won. So there you go. True. <laughs> there, there it is. We'll be, uh, we'll be heading we are, in your neck of the woods soon enough. So now we have to bring all these. Event. Exactly. Now exactly. we have to bring all more these attainable for me and Dutch. Certainly, you know, to to Gamescom. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll come to Gamescom. Let's go. We'll yeah, do it. Do Let's it. do that. Yeah, Why not? That's way better. Yes. <laughs> Gamescom is insane, dude. It's like five times the size of E3 in terms of attendees, um, yeah. and it is it is super massive. Um, it. That's why I I've really wanted the way how E3 went over the last years, even prior to the um, to the um, pandemic. Uh, there was like this, all these these announcements and publishers were kind of not using this Gamescom stage anymore. We had that Gamescom press event um, a couple of years ago, like twenty in twenty thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. We had like big press conferences at Gamescom and then they kind of stopped doing that even though the E3 was already a little bit on the downhill and yeah. I wonder why they are not using that the the biggest stage for gaming um I want to read yeah, a chat from Xbox used to do them didn't they uh, the, yeah. quite a lot yeah exactly yeah. We don't even get that anymore Yes, true. Um, Skate uh, Skate Elite uh, right, uh, sends in a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, man. He says, great show. High on life. Those guns are aliens. What is the trigger? Dude. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> don't, don't ask. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, oh, maybe I, I give my uh, thoughts on, on the, the week as well. Um I'm always excited for these game showcases. I hype myself up every time, even though I shouldn't. I know that uh, I, I do it so many, each and every year, but I'm just a fan of of these events. And um, I think the summer uh, game fest started up pretty started this week pretty solid. Um, <clears throat> there were a couple of great games. Like I, I always write down a list of the games i liked and when i go out of a show and have like 10 10 games on my list that i uh, thought looked interesting or were were cool then i i i can't really complain about that show and that's also the problem i have with the xbox showcase because it's not that i didn't like what they have shown on the contrary i was very vocal up front that I really want them to, to show gameplay this time, not use CGI and so on. And they did that, and that was fantastic. And in, in that sense, it was probably the best Xbox showcase to date um, because, yeah, we they have actually shown gameplay. And we know that Microsoft in the past didn't do that they didn't even do that with when they launched a console they didn't show gameplay for the for the on the xbox running on the series x like five days prior to the launch of the console or so so microsoft did that and that was fantastic but then that the, the, my problem with the xbox showcase was what wasn't there and that's a backup plan for 22 and it was uh the games from the 20 other uh, Xbox Game Studios. Um, like, they, only three major first-party games showed up. Um, and I think it wasn't a good idea to limit themselves um, to the 12-month thing. And it's... I've, I've heard Special Nick um, say something about this. Uh, like, Microsoft is always kind of over 
reacting to the fan feedback. Like people were, were like, nah, we don't want to see CGI. And now they are limited themselves to only show gameplay. Um, well, about that real quick about that. I, I hear you on that. And, and that mm. has been a, a topic of conversation among many circles that we've been, yeah, yeah. we've been talking among about that. But what about this idea? It seems that they may be listening to the consumer and that's why they did it. But if you think about it, it kind of works in their favor, doesn't it? Mm. So then like this was the worst year to do it, of course, because they've shown yeah. you all those games in the past. Now they're showing you to you again. But imagine a world where they train you, me, the consumer, to always expect just what you're going to be playing from June to June. So you show up in June and you've gotten the last, whether it be exclusive or whatever it is, the last month and then here's the show to show you what's next until mm. the next June right uh, Netflix yeah. does the same thing right they have their Netflix geeked thing where they come and they show you mm. these are the new shows that basically all they're saying is uh, uh, the, the uh, what you think of as the platform is just a, uh, is just a, a bridge to the platform the platform being game pass what do we want yeah. 12 month subscription how are we going to do it show you what you're going to get for the next 12 months and then again and then again right that's mm. it seems like that's where they're going now it sounds nice and good to say well we're just listening to you consumer you said you wanted gameplay so here's what you got mm. i think they were kind of heading in this direction already and they're just kind of blaming yeah. us for it yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah. that's a good i thought i i think they it makes a lot of sense i just don't think this was the right year to start doing that yeah because they had a lot of, absolutely they had a lot of absolutely. filler in there like the um elder scrolls online fallout 76 mm -hmm. C yeah. Thieves, all did not belong grounded. on that stage 100 yeah they, and yep. they could have replaced that and also as dust falls got a lot of time which they had also just had previously mm -hmm. the day before with tribeca yeah. right so yep. we people have already seen that game now and now we got it also got a third showing of it at this showcase mm -hmm. as well. So if you're mm -hmm. going to have as dust falls show up three times in, in four days, you could have used that time to showcase uh, things that are maybe a little further away or update us on yeah. some of the games that have exactly. already been announced. So exactly. that's my criticism. That's what it could have made it a 10 showing no instead. Doubt. It's yeah. a, instead it was a 8.5, but if they next year, could be wow factor for the 12 month plan. You know yeah, what I, I mean? mean? That's the thing. So. That's a good thing about this Xbox showcase. We know that 23 is going to be insanely packed. Mm -hmm. I mean, look oh, at the first half. Crazy, we have like Redfall, Starfield, um, Forza. We have Diablo 4, um, which alone will consume a thousand hours of mine. So it's it's really insane. And we and that, that is just the big ones from the from the xbox stage yeah then you have all the the smaller releases of course and um all the all the third parties that weren't there like you know suicide squad is targeting uh, the first half and so on it's it, 23 is gonna be nuts yeah and well, also, a lot of boxenberger like 2023 this next gen current gen whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. finally truly begins i believe right yeah i agree i, I agree um <clears throat> it is it is um, still weird to me that Xbox has like 23 studios and they show up and can't release a single game in 15 months. Um, that's just weird. And um, that's the one thing. And if you have that, if you have that gap, um, not to try to, to hype that roadmap a little bit more because it, it is like they knew, they must have known that, knew that, um, fans wanted to see an update on 
some of these games that they have announced. They wanted to see an Avowed, a Hellblade, a Fable, a the next Gears, uh, or whatever. Um, all these games that have been announced, the, it is beyond me how you can sit in a meeting room and say just, okay, we are not giving them anything to play this year from our third-party studios, and we're not going to show them anything that they are excited for. Um, outside of, of course, the, the three games that showed really well for the first half of 23 but let's be realistic one of this these games will also slip into the second half of 23 <laughs> but uh, uh as good as it was they called it the xbox bethesda show this should have been called the bethesda show there was mm-hmm. no xbox here forza That's, was wow right oh, yeah forza. there you go there Turn you go 10. forza good touche forza yes yeah. okay yeah okay but but that. i get your point i get your point and it's a fair point and so this is why i'm so so mixed with it it is really not about um not having anything to play for the next 12 months we know that even in 2022 we have stuff to play game pass is getting a lot of games um arguably they are not probably not the games that will pull in new subscriptions but i don't care about that i just want to play fantastic games and um some of them are coming to game pass and the rest will of course we still have hogwarts legacy this year gotham knights um and saints row and stuff like that coming so it's not that we are not busy um for the rest of the year and 23 like i said looks fantastic and they have shown gameplay so all that is good um but yeah, the, for me there was this the surprise announcement, this one more thing, one more thing moment that the end was missing. It is just these kind of things that that get me then excited for even for years to come. And this this was just my takeaway. I really enjoyed the show today. Uh, I didn't go into this one expecting any new announcements. I was pleasantly surprised with Stalker Two and the message they sent. I. I really really uh, like that and i got a, i got some cool insight into some of the games um that i'm now even more looking forward to like i said like high on life um uh, or even pentiment um showed way better today i think than it did in the main show so overall i think it was a a, a good week for for uh, gaming um it's always exciting to cover i'm exhausted i've done so many podcasts uh did like four shows on my own channel i'm i did like seven podcasts um um on others we can all agree i think we can agree that it was a good week for gaming but it was a better week for either being a content creator or a content consumer because there were so many shows it was awesome absolutely absolutely Absolutely. and that's why i what briefly want to read a super chat uh, from jacob novik um he sends in 50 swedish crowns he says, I love High on Life. It did feel like an insomniac game. I got a funny laugh. And to be honest, I think Boom is right. People ignore it, but shouldn't. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, it does look really good. And those guys were, they, they, they've shown such great humor. Um, it's, it, it is a game to look forward to. October this year, um, not too long, not too long. Um, all right. Um, yeah, but with that, uh, yeah, please. Can I make one point on your uh, absolutely game, on your Game Pass subscription uh, point? From the yep. console side of things, you're absolutely correct. Unless they have some third-party deals, which we won't hear about until two weeks before, mm-hmm. March, right? Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, they've got the supplement plan, and that's that Riot Games deal that yep. they did. People don't realize because it doesn't have Monster to do with deal. consoles. That is true. That yeah. is going Holy to. Holy crap. 
Yeah, that yes. might bring in that might League bring of in more. Is one yes. of the biggest games in the in the world over um, over a hundred million players monthly on, on yeah. League of Legends alone. And right? think about oh, oh, what you're saying: hundred player over hundred million players monthly, and to get all the characters in one game costs you over seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep, like, exactly. Imagine yeah. how many yeah. people are going to see that and go, maybe it's time for Game Pass subscriptions. They, they then, might you know. get more out of that deal in Game Pass subscriptions than they would from Starfield launching this year. They actually yep. might get more out of that. It, it's crazy to think that, about. That's, that's a fair point. I haven't I haven't considered that. Uh, that's a fair point. Um, nope. it, it, it is a big thing for PC. Um, and with the AK, AKB deal um, coming in and Warcraft, yep. um, World of Warcraft, presumably joining of course also game pass then um it is a big push for what if they PC. just converted those world of warcraft subscriptions to game pass subscriptions oh i 100 think that yeah. uh, yeah. person think that's gonna happen um yeah. yeah i agree and with that riot deal just a quick aside this means they made a deal with tencent correct which they've already True. done right <laughs> which they've already done yeah. in the past they've got tencent working yeah. on mobile versions of games Plus, they're going to mm-hmm. enter in that agreement with Call of Duty Mobile, anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So, Since Tencent yeah. uh, owns yep. uh, owns so part of Epic, uh, monsters, they... <laughs> the two biggest monster conglomerates in yeah. the entire world are like in cahoots. Just think about that, real quick. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. So, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts uh, from you guys? Um, otherwise, I would wrap the show up. Um, I want to thank you all for for joining. Um, it's been a blast. Uh, we had a, a great uh, conversation here. I want to say a, a big thank you to everyone in chat who joined us here today. Um, as always, you can find the links to all these gentlemen in the descriptions of the show note. Um, so if you haven't subbed to them, of course, just click there in the description and you can find them all in at your convenience. Uh, but still, uh, Asante, thank you so much for joining. Um, taking a time out of your busy schedule it, and it is a busy schedule in the uh, during the e3 week not e3 week um so yeah thank you for joining and let people know what you have coming up oh yeah thank you thank you so much always great to chat with 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 my my fellow content creators here always great and i actually you know and i i said it before and i'll say it again i was a lot more of a consumer of the content than i was a creator here i, I was a guest on a few shows but mm-hmm. i have highly enjoyed all the various takes the highs the lows the ridiculousness you know this made e3 like week even better so even though we may not have gotten what we wanted or you know maybe you you were disappointed in what you saw like the journey was 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 worth it in my humble opinion it was great fun all around getting everybody's opinions and all of that so so thank you guys pong soul mav all the great uh 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 uh, uh, the Wandering Dutch, all the great content creators that did so much this week, you know, all of you guys. I saw so much, and I still have some some that I have to go back and watch, you know, ILP as they do, did their four-hour burner, which I haven't seen, which will be hilarious. I'll, I'll watch that later, of course. But yeah, I love this stuff, so it makes it even, even if the news ain't, it doesn't turn out to be the greatest, just the journey in getting there makes it worth it for me. So I appreciate all you folks. TKO Asante, Xbox, PlayStation, Twitter, everywhere you can find me. Uh, I host 
with my brother, Mr. Everborn Saga, the, the Gaming Circle podcast, which we will most likely be doing, if not this weekend, maybe a little earlier. We've been chomping at the bit to, to do some non-standard stuff, so we might we might drop something a little early for you. But, you know, uh, stay tuned uh, to our Twitter channels, and, and whenever whenever we, we drop a new one, you, you'll be no, notified and you can join us in the chat. But I appreciate everybody for, for you know, continued support, and, of, of course, we'll be talking again. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks again for joining and taking the time. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Um, and Dutch, yeah, let people know what you've coming up. You're muted, brother. Muted. There we go. Yeah, you go. <laughs> you go. Professional <laughs> podcasting. <Let's go. laughs> yeah, it's mainly for the vaping, so you just don't hear. <laughs> I do the same, brother. I do the same. <laughs> Uh, yeah no absolutely absolutely awesome it's been a great it has been a great week covering it it's been fun like i say even if there has been um some some downsides and things certain certain shows that we've we've not really enjoyed that much it's been great doing it with friends and and reacting with friends and having Mm -hmm. to laugh that way so um, even the creation part of side of things and and seeing the community and their reactions and i go back even after we've finished and I want to see how everybody else has reacted to the different news that's come out. So I'll go and check out Boom Show. I'll go and check out Iron Lords, Mav, and everybody in between just to see how the reactions went down. Um, it's always a really fun time of year um, just to see how, how other people's react to certain news and things that I don't like seeing. And I, th- and I think I know somebody would have loved this. I want to see how they react to this news, and I'll go back and see how Pong reacts. And, and I've got to say, Caitlin's video of you, Pong, that had me in stitches. <laughs> Leave it up to Caitlin. <laughs> I knew she was oh doing my something God. in the background. <laughs> I knew she was doing something. That's that, a that video. My oh my God. When I see that, I was like, Jesus Christ, I am scared. But it's funny. <laughs> Mav wasn't lying when he said you get to see a different side of me during, yeah. during the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That definitely oh, no, delivers. It was, uh, it's been it's been awesome, and of course we we've covered the bigger shows. We haven't covered the little ones. Um, thankfully, Mav's taken care of that, and he covered all of the little ones too. <laughs> so thanks for that, Mav. Yeah, um, no problem. But, <laughs> but would, yeah, it's been it's been great fun. Thank you, Boxy, for having us on this again today as well. It's been it's been <laughs> awesome. Thanks again for joining. Um, and of course, tomorrow we do come back with uh, with the midweek mix up for our Wednesday show, and we'll be doing much like we have today with our group. Um, an awesome panel summarizing all of the shows, not just the the extended show today, but just covering over our favorite announcements, our disappointments, um, and of course, just wrapping up the week's news. Um, and of course, then followed by over on Primetime Gaming um, for, I think, much the similar kind of vibe. <laughs> wrapping mm-hmm. up everything we know and, and having that slander, as we know will be there by uh, by uh, The Mag uh, and Everborn. Um, but yes, you can find me everywhere under in Dutch. And again, thank you, Boxy, for having us on today. No, thanks again for joining. Um, it's you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, and yeah, Pong, let everyone know where they can find you and what you have coming up. 
Well, 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 Christmas is wrapping up. That's going to be this week. It's going to be the wrap-up week. Uh, but first of all, thank yeah. you, Boxenberger, for putting together this ma- magnificent panel uh, of uh, some of my Thanks favorite people. for being a part of it. Oh, no, brother. It's always, I'm humbled and honored again. I never thought I'd be doing this in a million years, even two years in. It still shocks me whenever I show up in these shows with some of my favorite voices that I listened to prior to even doing this and being on, on shows with them. Um, so it's just amazing to hear everybody and in again community wise this is why i joined the community right i again i always say this but i never ever had a group of friends who were as passionate about video games in this industry as all these great people including yourselves that i've met here that have become actual friends extended family whatever you yeah. want to call it um and that goes to the chat too so many great people boggles my mind people want to sit around and listen to a bunch of gamers talk about games right but it, but it is it's a big part of the community and chat you guys are all amazing for all of you showing up wherever you were listening to your favorite content this week this past week whatever you did you're a part of this as well whether you lurked whether you were involved in the chat it does not matter we love you all nothing but respect for you guys as well because we again we wouldn't be here doing this without a without an audience right we'd be sitting in xbox live talking so listen appreciate all of you yeah. great great week this is gonna be a wrap-up week pong soul xbox pong soul over on twitter you guys all know the drill there and then obviously back to a more normal schedule this week so thursday p.m in the p.m pong and mav in the p.m over on fun speculations channel we're gonna have a great night thursday night uh Mav hit me up in the DM and said, do you want to have a guest this week? I said, bro, we got so much to talk about. I said, it's up to you. And he came back and goes, nah, let's not have a guest this week. It's going <laughs> to, Thursday night's already going to be filled. Uh, so yeah, no, we're going to be doing wrap up, obviously talking about any news that comes out this week. Cause you know, just because the Christmas is over, doesn't mean we don't get some straggler news in here. And we've got, you know, like Dutch alluded to Capcom's doing dragon's dogma anniversary. So we'll have stuff to talk about there as well, but join us there 7 PM Eastern six o'clock central time. Back over on Fun Speculations channel Friday night for Xbox Ultimate. It's going to be a riot. It's going to be a show. Last week we had Tim Dog on to kick off before the showcase. It was absolutely amazing. So come over, check us out on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Living split screen Saturday mornings. Split screen's all one word. My brother from another, Steel Rain and I, part of the Midweek Mix-Up Collective. Shout out to Dutch and the whole crew. Xbox Mike, part of it as well. Listen, we're going to have a great time Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Steel hasn't gotten on as many shows as he normally would because work schedule. So this Saturday, it's going to be his time to shine. He's going to be talking a lot. Of course, I'm going to talk a lot. I like the sound of my own voice. What what can I say? So come over, join us, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, 3 p.m. UK time, living split screen. And then Saturday night, we'll end it for you on the shop podcast, PTK Blam's channel, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself and PTK. Buzzy was actually down in LA, so we're probably going to get some stories from FanFest. So it's going to be an amazing night. Join us there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Otherwise, folks, if you have not realized it yet, I don't know what else I could do to sell you on this idea. It is the golden age of gaming right now, people. We are in the best time ever to be a gamer. So please get out there, yeah. place, play what you love, love what you play, and I'll talk to you all real soon. Thanks again, Box. Thanks again for joining, man. You do do the most epic outro, so it's always hard to follow. But uh, Mike, uh, you you gotta give it a try. Let people know where they can find you and what you've coming up. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, just want to say thanks, thanks, Boxy. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you for asking me. Um, oh, of course. I, it wouldn't I, be the I, same I, without I, you. 
I'm still new to all this. So, you know, thanks to Dutch for bringing me into his podcast and then just getting a chance to be on a podcast with such great people that I've spent so much time watching you guys, listening to you in the van while I'm driving, you know, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And just being here with you guys is a little bit surreal, but it's it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, you know, for the, the chance. The pleasure is all you. ours to have you here. Um, thank you so yeah thank you i just had to say that first um yeah so i i'm xbox mic 29 everywhere um you can find me on you know xbox twitter youtube doing box unboxing and stuff like that um and we do i do two streams usually sort of fairly frequently uh see you tuesdays with dutch and some of the other midweek mix-up crew my mates my mate chris and uh, jen and usually we get a couple of ships together and have some some good times <laughs> and then on sundays usually i'm streaming with sightless combat um uh, who is our uh sightless player who we uh we play a variety of games gears sea of thieves minecraft dungeons and anything else he you know he feels he can play uh, we we all chip in and work together to help him so yeah that's me so see Sweet. you all soon Th- Thank you so much again for joining and taking the time. Um, and Matt, let everyone know where they can find you and what you've got me up. Uh, Twitter, fun speculation. YouTube, fun speculation. Uh, just come check out everything we got going on. I appreciate everybody who's been tuning in to all the the little shows, the big shows, all the, the podcasts, everything we've had over the last week. It's been absolutely insane. Um, it's meant a lot, a lot of the nice comments and stuff that we've received from people. So, uh, it kind of brightens your day, you know, when you hear uh, people say that, Hey, thanks. Or, you know, uh, we really enjoy this or new, new people finding you, you know what I mean? It's been, it's been an absolute blast, uh, this week. So, um, thanks to everybody for that. But also, um, it, we do have some shows coming up still besides, uh, we're probably done with the co-streams on the events unless like Nintendo announces something or something like that uh, coming up, but uh, we will have um, PM in the PM, like Pong said Thursday. I know we're going to have a lot to say. Um, it's going to be uh, crazy, dude. 7 PM Eastern on PM in the PM. Um, and then Friday Xbox ultimate podcast. Um, it's going to be a fun one, dude. Uh, this is going to be get everybody's takes. You know, I bet there's going to be some debates potentially even going down on that show. But I, again, I just appreciate everybody. Uh, being here as well this is absolutely awesome to kind of catch up with some of my favorite people and favorite content creators here in the in the, in the community uh, right after that last xbox pleasant show a uh, chat you've been awesome today as well um just like yeah. all, all week the, these the community is so passionate right now man i freaking love it dude um and thanks for including me boxenberger it's been a pleasure man Oh, thanks for answering the call, man. It's always a, a pleasure to have you on the show. So thank you so much for joining. And also, again, I want to th- say a big thank you to everyone in, in chat who joined us, not here just today, but through the entire week, like uh, Math Pong, Dutch, everyone said it. Um, we do this because of you, the, the outstanding community. And we do that because we want to share our so- thoughts with you and have these discussions with you. And I can't thank you all enough for the engagement, um, the, to share the excitement, um, maybe the little disappointments or the, the controversial opinions. That's what we're here for to discuss gaming. And it's just as part as, of this hobby, I, I think, as, as gaming itself, pl- talking about it, sharing the passion and the excitement with with others and 
that's why I can't thank you all enough for showing up to these podcasts, um, watching the videos, of course. And yeah, I had a blast over this week. Um, I'm not stopping this week. I'm going to have a, another regular World of Gaming uh, episode on Thursday, as usual, um, to the regular time. This week, I, I have Mac on, the middle-aged game guy. We're going to have a lot of fun with, <laughs> with him um, on the show and... Um, then next week I'll be back to doing um, videos. Also, um, already have a couple of ideas planned out for for the next video. So I'll be getting back to doing those. Uh, simply did not find the time in between all the coverage of over the last few days to do do the edited videos. But yeah, looking forward to getting back to that. But for now, um, like Pong always says, uh, it's the golden age of gaming, and um, there's something to play and enjoy for everyone and i think that's the exciting part of it and um the the future especially starting in 23 is is gonna look absolutely bright for all kinds of gamers it's it's nuts to think about what what we will have there so uh until then um guys enjoy everything you play and uh, don't forget to game on